Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shit, we live? Man, you already know we live in action, boy. We've it's your boy, JG. Hold yeah. on. Nah, yeah. it's time, whole time. Yeah. It's your boy, JG, y'all. Yeah. You already know it's Jay Jonah. Diving on, into man. a new y'all new episode, y'all, man. This Hennessy already kicking in, my nah, bad. For real, for real. But uh, we, season 10, episode 7, Jay? 7, bro. And if you can hear already, we don't just have one guest, but we got Facts. two in this motherfucker. This man. is an epic day today. You know what I'm saying? Season 10's already rolling up, bro. We had uh, Bay Area. We had Vallejo Legend last uh, episode. Last, last guest episode. episode. We had G-Stacks in the building. Dope. Now we got to finish off, you know what I'm saying? We got to get the 415 Legends in the building. You Say know that. what I mean? Man, we yeah. already yeah. done. Come on, man. Already, already, applause, come on. Y'all already done hey. seen it by the title and, and already seen them on camera, bro. But if y'all don't know who the fuck is in the building, bro, we got Stunner Man and Gunna Goes Global, on, bro. Get it! Hey, fun fact. Hey, yo, you have the same initials as me, JG. And Jay Jonah is what they used to call me because that's my real name. You know what I'm saying? Stop. Come okay. On, man. okay. We out here. Jay Jonah, wait. come on, man. Yeah, you got to put the exclusive on the podcast, man. Because how they going to know about us if we don't tell them? You know what I'm saying? You only get exclusive stuff like this. Why you on a blowing smoke podcast? I, I promise, bro. They, he wasn't. He didn't just start talking like this. He's had this energy for right Come when he on, walked man. in the Soon building. As he came bro. in the door, how you doing, brother? Real <laughs> humble, real cool, calm, collective. Like man, stunning man. Like man, we don't fake it. We yeah. make it. Man. Then we got Gunner over here going man. global. What's up, man? Thanks. How, how about how both y'all doing, man? How, how's life treating both y'all? How you feeling, Gunner? Terrible, uh, suicidal. Whoa. Whoa. Mental is just not where it needs to be. And I'm not being honest, but I'm saying this because anybody out there going through it, reach out, let somebody know you need help. Hit that suicide hotline. I like like how you did that, man. Because a lot of times, you know, know what I like, why I like you did that? Because a lot of people will see you and see somebody in your position, your disposition. They'll never think you're going through anything. There's a lot of people of power like yourselves that aren't in the position to be vulnerable because they're the strong friend. Mm-hmm. They're the strong person. So for you to do that and let people know like, hey, if you one of them people that's at the top or you one of the people everybody depend on you to rock your uh, civilization, your foundation, man, it's okay to speak up because you know your folks going to have your back. Say that. You no, but I mean, you speak on it. Let's get into it, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For you, mm-hmm. what was your hardest transition? It's been a great oh, couple man. of years for you, man. What was your hardest transition from humanity to damn near superstardom? Oh, man, like, what was that hardest one? It's, it's The biggest thing was like not being hella vain, but this going to sound hella vain and realizing that we at the point where we are stars and and it's crazy to say this but we are celebrities like you we don't move we're not able to move the same way as we used to and it's like mm-hmm. we didn't necessarily change but the environment changed and the environment includes people things and places right. and I'm saying whereas you go to a place and I'm begging the DJ to play my music going from like it's it can seem like damn like you're not playing Stunner Man music when he come in or something like that it's it like kind of don't make sense and it's like where it's always humble, where it's like I never go nowhere expecting somebody just to play my stuff, but I'm always grateful. And beyond that, just seeing how people treat you, where it's just like, damn, what's up, Stunner Man? And this person two years ago, you you wouldn't even remember my name. Mm-hmm. So so you know, it's 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 crazy. And it's like I, I majored in psychology. You know what I'm saying? I've dealt with my mental health situations, going through depression, going through stereotype threat, going through um um what's that one imposter syndrome? I'm saying like, damn, do I really deserve to be here? But imposter syndrome, that's a real 
doing a lot a of people have them right now. And I feel it's, like. it's, what is if you can like give me? A it's basically on saying that. like, bro, you got this dope ass podcast. You told me off camera you about to have an amazing meeting and that you that could change your life or whatever. And it is gonna keep changing your life despite that meeting. But you going and sitting in this podcast and getting the love you get, saying, do I deserve this? Am, am I am I really deserving of this? Right. It's like it's like say like the Warriors just won the championship. Shout out to them. If the Warriors were to ask one of the players, be like, damn, did I deserve to win the NBA championship? Mm. Knowing you put in that work, mm. you know what I'm saying like at, at, by the time Big Steppen came out, it was no point where I was having imposter syndrome because I was running like Mary every day and working out and training for it and saying in my head like, bro, I'm gonna make this as big as possible and went beyond my expectations and it's still growing. But it was times where like I was going through life and being in at St. Mary's and being at school and just thinking like, damn, hey, do I really deserve to be here? Do I really deserve this? And I think a lot of people go through that and never express it. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's, I just went on one. That was my rant for the, nah, for the that podcast. Was, man, <laughs> hey, we right here with y'all. Real quick, what year was the St. Mary's? You 2019. So it's crazy, man. It's crazy how things go full circle. So initially I went to college in Loyola, New Orleans. We, off camera we was talking about we went there. Right. Hey, hey, have gonna make some uh juice for you one time, man. Right. That's I a gonna I'm not ready for uh juice behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm, behind, I'm we not gonna, ready for no up, but so I went to New Orleans, man. Initially, had the greatest time of my life. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I ended up dropping out, just doing dealing with mental health issues, physical issues. That's why support system is huge. You got to have a good support system. I ended up dropping out. That was the best, worst thing that could ever happen in my life because when I dropped out, I had in my mind, like, what do I really want to do in life? I knew music was one of the things I, lo I love, but I knew I wanted to get into acting. If I can, just ask yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, keep going. Yeah, so um, I end up just having a mindset like I was like sixty days in of just every day making YouTube videos and just knowing I want to act, making uh, Instagram skits, and I ended up in my partner's room recording a song. My partner's name is Nat Talbot. So Nat Talbot has a brother named Joe Talbot and a best friend named Jimmy Fails. They were writing a movie that's called Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is now the uh, biggest independent film to ever come from San Francisco. So in it. In my, uh, it felt like a phoenix coming out of the ashes because in my failure, a phoenix coming out of the ashes. You know what I'm saying? In my failure, I found one of the greatest things that I ever did. I found myself, feel me? I was able to establish my equilibrium, which is my mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, psychological, financial, and moral health and, st and stability. Beyond that, I found my career path. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that happens. I audition. 2018, we shoot the movie. I'm gunning in there with me, Tim Millie, Milk, Javon, whole bunch of dope people in there with us. Shout out Joe and Jimmy. Shout out everybody. A Jonathan part of the, Majors. Yeah, Jonathan yeah, Majors, man. man. He's a dope individual. Danny Glover, Tashina Arnold. Come on. Mike, Mike Epps. Wow. Come on. Damn. Sam Quinn. A lot of people in there. Willie Hey, your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you put the family on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. come on, man. It was a lot of autonomy because it was dope that the writers, the production, the directors allowed us that autonomy, but they gave us that respect. It was it's our city. Yeah. Like how you, who's gonna help display our city better than us? Right. So basically, we shoot the movie 2018, full circle moment. I I end up going back to college like 2016, 2017, and then 2019 comes. The same week that the movie comes out, it premieres in San Francisco in our and down the street from our neighborhood in our city. Huge production is the same week I graduate from college. Mm. So it's like, bro, like it's like one of them storybook things where it's like, damn, you went through all of this many stuff and then dropping out of college, you find yourself, you find your career only the this, the same week you in a movie, then one of the things you wanted to do your whole life, right. you feel me, you graduate right. college. So, yeah. you know, that's one of the things. I don't know how we got there, but yeah. Nah, yeah, but that's, I love your perspective in yeah. that though, bro, because I 
the end of the day, you should still at that moment not even care about school. But the yeah. way you did, the timing of it, you still found a way to actually. And for a moment, I didn't. But I had to realize it's bigger than me. Like, because now I get a lot of people. This year was the first time. You know, children always say stuff like that. But this year was the first time a young man, 17 years old, at my gym, I put, I did a final workout. We ran 10 sprints together. And he was like, bro, I really look up to you. Thank you. And it hit me. And I was like, whoa. And I was like, if you feel this way, how many people feel this way? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I went to school for psychology. And then that's when we started coming together and saying, man, we got to do something that can impact these children. Because I know when I was 12, 11, 12, 13, when I was in high school, I was going through mental health stuff that I didn't know who to ask about. So then we we put together the mental health tour. Gunner was a part of that. My team a part of that. Shout out, still winning. Everybody is still winning. Right here. I got you know right what I'm saying? Here. So, you know, thank you, bro. And then we end up going to about five uh, middle schools and high schools all together. And, you know, uh, the summer came, so we, we didn't get to go to as much as we want. But fall, man, we're trying to come to Stockton. Mm-hmm. We're trying to hit the whole NorCal, yeah, SoCal, yeah, yeah. whole West Coast, and then eventually the whole world. So, yeah. all right, I'm done with my rent. No, you know hey, gonna holla at him, man. I got to ask Jenna, because speaking on. <laughs> no, 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 no cap, though, but like, hey, my come get in here real quick, man. Let him know you're here. Speak on the 415 and doing that. I got to know, like, as a tourist for myself, you feel me? Like, what is the biggest misconception that people have with San Francisco? That we gay. Um, Shout out to the homosexual population. <laughs> Shout, Shout out. out to LGBTQ. But at the end of the day, we we respect it. I didn't mean to cut you off, Gunner. Hey, but at the end of the day, we do respect everybody. Hey, we we respect everybody's preferences, so we don't want anybody to feel slighted or rude. But yes, that is a huge misconception about us. The thing about San Francisco is we are a very tolerant city. So beyond the when you come to San San Francisco, people uh, don't realize the fact that when everybody was going to New York, immigrating, they was also going to Ellis Island. Mm-hmm. When it comes to um, the diaspora of black people coming from New York and the South, uh, the, the Navy, one of the first places they allow uh, black people to work was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, when it came to just spreading love, Harvey Milk, one of the first politicians that was uh, openly gay, was in San Francisco. Beyond that, allowing... Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before people to be yourself to come you all over the world you getting uh tirated because you are a homosexual or you have this certain sexual preference and you can come to san francisco and be yourself mm-hmm. the um the drug population which is now being embraced all over the west coast portland le- legalized what heroin and i believe nice and, yeah like right. they legalized all these drugs that were criminal and and demonized which in san francisco people really didn't trip off love fest you got all of this stuff that 
it's not necessarily San Francisco is quote unquote the gay city, even though we are happy and enjoying life. It's more so the fact that we are the tolerant city. Mm -hmm. And even though you may be this type of person, we're not going to judge you. Right. Come mm -hmm. live your truth. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's right. where, that, actually from San Francisco, y'all actually have something that a lot of people The street should. aspect of it, what he yeah, was talking man. about is like the media. So when you come to San Francisco, You've got the Castro District, which is, uh, it, it wasn't even LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. It was a gay community for white men. And we learned that uh, when wow. we were raising money. Facts. So what happens in the media Shout is- Shout out to them for donating. You, you paint Oakland as a terrible place. Because it's- Because it's predominantly black. Higher concentration. When it comes to San Francisco, you focus on one part of the population, which also boosts uh, uh, tour tourism. But in all actuality, Black San Francisco has made many contributions locally, nationally, and globally. Mm -hmm. From the hip-hop scene, to the cultural influences, to the athletes, you understand what I'm saying? Correct. We've done a lot, but very seldom have we had platforms. So like the last 22 years, when you look at Northern California, when you look at California in general, San Francisco has had been a huge part of that. Messi Marv, you understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yes, San Quinn, JT the bigger figure, uh, Cool Nut. Uh, Stunner Man 02, myself. Kind of goes global. Yada, mm -hmm. uh, K.E., yes. Larry June, Yates, Lil Kayla, Lama Lama, Ke yes. uh, uh, Bean, Prezi, Zay, uh, uh, Chezzy, Man. Uh, uh, Drew <laughs> shout out, shout out to Gabe. Professor, Professor Gable, uh, uh, Family Not a Group, Lil Pete, Semiato Cease, Lil Yee, Memes, Heavy Baby. God you get what damn. I'm saying? Come on, uh, man. So many, uh, Rod Dizzy from... Uh, yep. uh, from the BG. You said Buddy Benz? Buddy Benz, of course, man. man. That's San Francisco we talking about. You know what I'm saying? Your boy, Big Rich, Bailey, and mm -hmm. so many people that and if I didn't If we name didn't name you, it don't mean you're not important. <laughs> We're just <laughs> off the top. You're going crazy. So I'm all they around the smoke smoke. Come on. contributions. Whenever you see people with uh, locks in the back of their head with fresh tapers, man, that come from the city. You Tales, understand what I'm saying? Yeah. When you hear people talking about long live, when you hear people naming shit after they dead, homie, all of that culture comes from where we from. G-O-D. G-O-D. Oh, yeah, G-O-D. We on, pioneered man. that. That started in San Francisco. Lingo. We've been yeah. saying that Lingo. since it's the 80s. It's, it's lit. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's all over the Hello. world. Hello. Yeah. Shout out Mario. Yo, yo, yo. I see Mario, you. Mario, yo, yo. Tapping in with him. And, we having and, that barrier with slang. the city, though, it's like a, it's a situation to where, again, when you have no platforms or when your platforms are being minimized, it's easy for people to Columbus your ideas and your likeness. Facts. So a lot of our likeness in San Francisco, the stereotype in the media is you go here, um, it's, it's cable cars, and it's a certain type of community. But in all actuality, if you tap in with the people you need to tap into, we're going to mm -hmm. tell you where to get some food. We're going to show you where to get some good weed. Mm -hmm. We're going to show you where some beautiful women is. Right. We're gonna, you're going to have the time of your life in the city. And that's what's going on now, making that transition to living out loud and really just coming for a lot of things that we weren't credited for even though we pioneered mm -hmm. so you know it's the misconception misconception of that shout out to the town come on man. i don't like i just don't like the way the media deliberately throws them under the bus to, to boost tourism in san francisco and Facts. then also don't think everybody around here breaking your windows and it's bums everywhere well man. people who are displaced everywhere that from, didn't from what i'm looking really like bro i don't know bro come out there you good you just shouldn't be having all your life you shouldn't have all your belongings in the car anyway. I get you. Anyway. Anyway. I get you. Anyway. And yeah. that yeah. all comes from us not being a four, maybe you'll never live there. It's rich. It's a cycle. It's four, five, six, seven, eight thousand. What you gonna do? That was gonna People? be my thing. Gentrification. Do you think the system was like how it was started is kind of what made it build to? Yeah, that, I mean, but. People, black people that came to San Francisco, like uh, Stunner Man 02 was saying, a lot of them was in the military. 
So mm-hmm. when you go to the military, they was living, they projects now, but once upon a time, they were just military housing. Right. Yes, sir. And what happens when the military housing, you making, you, you know, it's control, rent, rent control, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. What happens when there's an influx of tech and these people are six, seven, eight figure people? All right, so now the city is raising the price on everything. Who can afford that and how can we afford that? Right. And it's a piggyback on what you're saying real quick. One thing people don't realize about San Francisco and anywhere I go, they always, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm from San Francisco. Uh, first they say, it's black people out there. Mm-hmm. Second, they don't realize San Francisco, That's not no slight to nobody not to say we cooler, but San Francisco actually has the most housing projects than any other city in the Bay. Beyond that, California. in California, we've beyond, got the most projects. Literally, like that's a statistical fact. Beyond that, when it comes down to it, that's San Francisco, yeah, it's crazy, right? You yeah. would never think. So let me give you a brief yeah, history: like- Turkwood yeah. projects, OC projects, <clears throat> Pay Street projects, Dev Valley projects, Sunnydale projects, Swan Geneva stories. Towers, Oakdale Damn. projects, Harbor Road projects. Damn. Then you get up North Beach projects, we Double Rock projects. We come from a city where the black population is projects, which is why we are the way we are. Mm. Go watch our music videos; you're gonna see. We're not in nobody's neighborhoods. We're in projects or redevelopments mm-hmm. that were Turkwood projects, you know, of course. Yeah. So all of these things that we, we ain't come name from, everybody like, again, on, but man. that don't mean we don't love like Alamany, uh, yeah, Alamany projects, Army Street projects, Valencia Garden projects. Man. Like we got more projects than any city in California. Right. Literally, that's where we come from. That's and then, and what, beyond that, what people don't understand it, even though we might Trail not Hill have, projects, literally, you know what I'm saying? We might not have the lowest uh, social economic in terms of economics because we live in one of the richest cities in, in the whole world. Per capita. But we have per capita anywhere else in the world. We have the greatest yep. literally crazy, right? But we have the greatest disparity. And what do I mean by disparity? The uh, wealth gap between somebody living in the projects and somebody living in Pack Heights or one of these dope big neighborhoods, one of these billionaires mm-hmm. is the biggest in almost anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So you got somebody who lives in a project where their medium income might be ten to $20,000, maybe less than that, where these other people, the most billionaires in the world, they're literally clocking billion do- billions of dollars. Right. So literally, you know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, when it comes down to that, it's just great disparity that people don't see. It's, <clears throat> I call San Francisco a Rubik's Cube because it's it's small in turn, it's compact. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, you know, it's like six by eight. You feel me? Forty-eight square miles, right? Something like that. There's a lot going in. But if when you're doing that, thousand people. It's, it's eight hundred thousand. It was one point two million. The population for the first time since two thousand ten dropped to eight thousand, uh, eight hundred fifty thousand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So right now you live in this crazy Rubik's cube as, that's so complex and unique that when you spin it, you think you got to figure it out, mm-hmm. but you only got one side. But if you spin it this way and go through this block and hit this right here, you mm-hmm. end up over here. It's just it's crazy, man. That's why the city is so unique. That's yeah. why the whole Bay is really unique. Northern. Even Northern California, y'all too. Stockton. Stock, shout you know out Stockton. Shout, shout out, out Stockton. Stockton. But then, like, yeah. just to think about y'all. Like, when you grow up, actually grew up as a kid, you know what I'm saying? That's a big ass city when you look up as man, a kid. Man, for sure. You don't go nowhere when you grow up black in San Francisco, though. Yeah. A lot of us are minimized to our neighborhood or our projects. Like, you got a lot of people born and raised in San Francisco. They've never been on a cable car. They've never been wow. to go to Gate Park. They wow. never went nowhere. Yeah, because we're in poverty. Man. It's extreme poverty. And when you think of it, if you got a candy house, access to a mini market, what do you need to leave for other than to get clothes? And usually... That's your mom, your dad, your grandma, or your auntie that's going to a mall to get you some clothes. That's a huge so, misconception. Yeah, right? like, wow. you from Filmo, why would I go anywhere else unless it was a birthday party as a kid, and that, which mm-hmm. is the only time we did go to If you're from the point, what are you going to do in Filmo? And we are territorial, and we're territorial by culturally, not San Francisco, but us as black people, we tend to be territorial. But when you're in poverty, all of that shit costs. Mm-hmm. The gas to get over there may be, it seems like nothing, 
to a, a, a five, six, seven figure uh, family. But when you're on fixed income, you're getting paid on the first and 15th, you're not going nowhere. Right. And that's why I can tell somebody instantly, oh, you from the point. Oh, you from the hill. Oh, you from Sunnydale. Oh, you from the towers. Oh, each neighborhood got their own identity. Yeah, we all got these tribal things that in the city, instantly you know, oh, you're not from the mo. Yeah, literally. You can feel it, the mannerisms. People outside the city or outside California might not see it, but it's the same way in California. Uh, us and somebody from LA talk different, walk different. It. But yeah. when I was in New Orleans and Louisiana, me and somebody from LA was closer than anybody in the South because mm-hmm. we we understand. Y'all can common, relate. Yeah, Y'all can literally. Relate. And, some, and, and some, I, some I feel like me and Gunner was fortunate because uh, our upbringing and the people who raised us, we are pro- products of people who are not f- necessarily from San Francisco. My dad's from South Carolina. My mom is from Rhode Island. Gunner, my mom's from Orangeboro, Kentucky. My dad's from Honduras. Wow. So we, oh, even though we born and raised, yeah, okay. we yeah. first generation San Franciscan. So even though we adopted or we grew up in the culture, we also had these teachings from the South and from different places where it's uh, uh, cultural and beyond that, it's a hey, you're gonna experience these things. It was times where a couple of my partners wouldn't get Christmases. It was times where a couple of my pot, my mom was the mom in the neighborhood. She'll load all the kids up in her Toyota Tarsail. We'd be like five, six deep in there. And then literally she'd be like, come on, we're gonna go to the pier. Come on, we're gonna do this. And my, my one of my partners just told When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Told me this two years ago. He's like, bro, my mom wouldn't let me go with nobody but your mom because mm-hmm. she kn- she knew she was safe and, and she knew I was safe. And beyond that, she always took us to do something. You know what I'm saying? Right. So stuff like that is hella dope. Shout out your mom, thing, bro. Yeah. For real, for I, I did our, my research okay. and I seen that you gentrified over to SAC for a little bit in your mm-hmm. lifetime. Uh, what do you feel the biggest migrated? Migrated? How you migrated? Yeah, you good. You know what I'm saying? So San Francisco, Oakland, Sacramento. When I was out there in Sac, it was a culture shock for me because I had never seen Bloods or Crips or Pyrus. So when I got out there, Dope it was, to be honest with you, I was looking for Sebo. But I didn't know. We grew up, like, Sebo was like God in the city at one point in time when so he dropped that enemy of the state. don't know if you don't want to say your age, Pop, how old are you? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, we're going to keep it uh, quiet. Okay, we'll keep it quiet. We're going to let him take a guess. Okay, yeah. man. Yeah. We're but. When y'all hear this, yeah, I'm at, oh, yeah, we're there. I'm 800. <laughs> so, uh, nah, all bullshit aside, though, but Eminem, I'm not Eminem. C-Boy, at one point in time, man, he was larger than life. So when I moved to Sacramento, I was in Oak Park. I didn't know there was a blood neighborhood. So no. when I'm going, I'm in Oak Park at Sac High, I'm like, hey, where's C-Boy at? And they like, C-Boy. Not only do we not listen to dude, we don't even rock with them. Mm-hmm. But my time out there, it was cool. I was of age to be able to drive. I was of age to be able to get on the Amtrak and BART. So I came back and forth, which was, at first I was like in extreme denial. Like, man, I'm not, I don't want to be out here. I don't want to be out here. Mm-hmm. But I met some cool ass people. You embraced my it. My junior, my senior year. It, it made me appreciate where I was from because mm-hmm. I noticed like, all right, they downtown ain't like our downtown. And it's not moving the way we moving. But right. I like the, that it was family oriented mm-hmm. because I ran into people from like Elder Creek Mob, G Parkway Mob, and it was all communities out there 
where they just super close to each other. And I remember mm-hmm. calling my partners back home, like, Asia's different out here. They go out, my nigga, they they like they 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 lit like us, mm-hmm. but they not they not turned all the way how we is. Like mm-hmm. we was already extremely divided. Mm-hmm. When I was in Sacramento, it was like everybody against the Crips. Right. That's how they was living. You right. feel me? Of course now everything didn't change. But uh all in all, man, Sacramento was good to me, Oakland was good to me. Mm-hmm. They never treated me funny, but I also respected when I was in Sacramento. You feel me? I never like I never disrespected anywhere that I lived. As a guest, and they always treated me good. The hospitality being great. Now, my question, I think this goes for both of y'all. Being born and raised, for sure, in the city and transitioning to different areas. Yeah. What was it like, and what's the similarities, in a sense? What was it like in New Orleans versus the city? Uh, New Orleans, the thing, about, the similarity is that when you go to New Orleans and you do a 360, is unlike anywhere you've ever been. Literally, the food, the culture, the uh, architecture, mm. you can compare it in its similarities. I'm a food guy, bro. Give me a food. Bro, uh, uh, po' boys, oysters, oysters, oysters for, gumbo, beignets, um, hush puppies, uh, crawfish, fried alligator, um, <laughs> okra. Bro, you could go literally <laughs> go. Okra. Shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, come on. Yeah. You could go. I don't okay. even really eat. Hey, do you remember the spot we went to across the street? Like, I'm a the gumbo shop. Holiday. Nah, it's like a corner store. I'm assuming all their corner stores got fried chicken. Oh, and fries yeah. So and it was in like, it was in North Claiborne. You man. just gotta ask for the Asian fried chicken. And I know it sounds very culturally uh, unpolitically correct, but out there they literally, <laughs> they literally say, Oh, you talking about the Asian fried chicken. It's a spot, I, I think it's called Manchu. Manchu uh-huh. fried chicken. That it's a corner store, they got the best fried chicken. And beyond that, it's a gas station called Magnolia Discount. They got the best biscuits, you feel me? Okay. So I'm living the out there. They got the biscuits. Hey, what about the daiquiri shop? Oh, yeah, that's all on Bourbon. You know what I'm saying? When you go to Bourbon Street, Canal Street, Magazine, yeah. feel me? You walk down there, you're going to find a whole bunch of different stuff. Okay. Like, literally, the King's Cake, when you go to Mardi Gras, before, it you, it only lasts till Fat Tuesday. So make sure you grab a King's Cake. Make sure you go eat all these delicacies because we yeah. do not, like, you, if you're going to New Orleans to look for a burrito, I'm like, come on, bro. Come on. Like, uh, that's what, that's your traveling. You go but you. if you go in there and looking for some nice southern fried food, Bro, I'm telling you, it's That's gonna change. Get the life. oysters, man. But San Francisco, get the oysters. Since we're talking about food, can we shout out some Frisco? Oh, come on, man. Uh, uh, let's go to let's vegan mob. Let's go to um um. Should I put them on the secret wing spot? I want to go to the secret uh, uh, wing spot. Hot sauce and panko. You feel me? Hot What's the spot to have? Um, Sang tongue. Sang tongue. You feel Ooh, me? Tongue. <laughs> go, go stupid. <laughs> nigga, oh my. They chicken wings, nigga. They chicken wings go stupid Legendary. too. Mm-hmm. I ain't never yeah. been there, bro. Y'all Legendary. Legendary. Uh, yeah. In the city, I, it depends on what kind of burritos you like. We got a bunch of them, but I feel like, when I feel like, when you, Mexican we got food? the best, uh, oh, we got pupusa spots, we got Mexican mm. spots. Salvadorian. I feel like, yeah, I feel for like sure. Block for block, we got the best food. Not just sure. from there, but when I go to other spots, well, the town got the best taco trucks. For yeah. Sure. But as far as like taquerias, come to the city. Yeah, Next like uh, I have a couple is like if you're looking for just the grandeur experience and you know, you want uh, experience mixed with flavor and food, Tropisano by the Metreon. Hey, but say that again. Tropisano. Okay, Necesito dinero. Okay. Hey, people don't know. Gunna is uh, also Laf- Afro Latino. No, Actually, I, I, he's Garifuna. Excuse me. Garifuna. Garifuna. But um, have you ever been there? 
Yeah, I've been there four or five times. Ooh. And then uh, we'll talk about that later. If you want the major, I feel like the most popular spot in San Francisco is El Farlito. Like if you if you meet somebody from San Francisco, they never had or been to El Farlito. I wouldn't take that San Francisco card, but it'd just be like, man, you might be for me undercover. Mm, yeah. My personal favorite spot is Tacos El Patron because they got chicken burrito tacos with and a burrito flavoring and size matches. Sometimes you go to the city, a burrito be too small, but it got all the flavor. Mm. Sometimes Sometimes it'll be too big and it's just like, man, where's the flavor at? That it got the best of both. So Latin food. You in the bay? Vegan, vegan mob. Yeah. Vegan mob, vegan mob. That's Jinx. You want me a platinum record? I mean, at this point, if you <laughs> come to the bay. At this point, if you come to the bay, man, and you ain't eating no vegan mob, it don't matter come if you're on, not man. vegan. It's not Solely about vegan that, too, man. but Thanks. vegan mob. Just go eat some vegan Shout mob. Shout out vegan yes. mob. Come on the podcast, man. We gotta talk to you. Hot dog co go crazy as well. Hot dog. Yeah, that's in the town, bro. Lena's in the town. Stop playing. Yeah, nah, it's 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 a it's a plethora of things. Special order. Hey, this is my push-up. I'm not gonna do it right now, but it's my push-up meter. I got links is barbecue chicken, barbecue ribs, macaroni, uh beans, all that type of stuff. You start big flexing right now. Come on, we gotta hit usually like I was chilling today, but every hour I hit like a certain amount of push-ups and sit-ups, you know what I'm saying? Just to stay on it, you feel me? Hours though, every hour. Body weight is the best workout. Yeah, for sure. People take like think I gotta go put 300 pants on. Nah, but just do 50 push-ups. Yeah, you could do it. Nah, you literally look up Herschel Walker, Ray Lewis. You feel me? Gunna, I'm gonna bring up a little bit of music real quick. Um, one one thing that uh, stood out to me the most is uh, your Blue Klux Klan video. So I really want to know. Like, Ace, didn't you direct that? Ace Man. over here by Ace, the come on, I'm in the camera Ace, one Ace, 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 come here real quick. Ace, yeah. Ace come on. We told you. Come yeah. on, Ace. They told you you yeah. Real quick, Ace, Ace cool. Hop yeah. in. Because Blue Klux Klan, Ace, for me behind. first personally, like that, that's a, a monumental movement right here. This Ace, yeah, Ace. You know what I'm, hey, right here. Let him know who you is, sir. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> I'm He's a man of few words. Man. See, see so a few words and a lot of action. My question is, just while we're going on Ace, what's your relationship? Your relationship? With Ace? My dog. That's my partner in crime. In. That's one of my partners. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a man that I met, I would say like 2014, 15. He reached out to me. I reached back, and ever since then, Ooh. we've been locked in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We both have something in common, the same thing that me and Stunner have in common, yeah. which is to be our best selves. To Still be winning mindset. Big and mindset. Um, everything, all our beautiful uh, ideas to fruition. Facts. And also, Ace wears a lot of hats from directing, photography, now wearing a managerial hat, also with my our other manager, uh, Depp, two times, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, Ace do a lot of things, and he's a great individual. Shout beyond out that, to Ace. All the stuff the he does beyond that, for he's, sure. a, he's a better person. Yeah, you know, he, he's, you know he's one of them ones. He's a great person. person. Say that, say that. Shout all out right. Ace. Now, I was, I was really just going to say, because I really want to know personally, mm-hmm. like, going into that, what was the inspiration even creating it. The music video itself already stands out because that choreography, I'm pretty, like, ace, you know what I'm saying? That detail. But, like, when you actually went about creating the... Uh, 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 Treatment. Yes. That's what it's called for a music video. Yeah. I would have to ask Ace uh, what conversation we had. I know I, I know the way we separated was based uh, based on situations. At first, was it supposed to be, like, six or seven uh, references from it? Of course, the beginning was a shock value uh, of the actual music video when, the, when that the cop is depicted in a certain way, but it was really just to show people through the, show people how ridiculous it is uh, for you to kill someone based on BS. Because when you look at the situations in the music video, when you look at the situations in the mu- music video, when, a, when when law enforcement sees that cop laying there dead, it's this, it's this feeling you feel. But we seeing this with 
with with men, women, and children right. unarmed. On the way here, I don't even know why I ran into you. I was just thinking about all of these videos that we see of black people getting killed, bro. They never even be a threat. So there's no reason that they should be dead under any circumstances. So with Blue Klux Klan, it was just to flip it and show the ignorance. Stundamental 2 happened to be my lawyer in the uh, uh, on when I was on trial. And if you listen to the whole thing, I'm, I'm damn near, I'm just mocking them and, and letting them know, but this is how dumb you sound. Right. I'm on court and at the end, of course, I get off because these are my partners. But it was meant to be a mirror of the the who needs an alarm in the morning when mcdonald's has sausage egg and cheese mcgriddles and a breakfast cut off ba-da-ba-ba-ba hypocrisy that we living in and the ridiculousness of the judicial system in the united states of america right they yeah. failed black people they've failed this country we built this country bro uh, for free 99 we didn't get no money for it after we built it you would think that people would apologize to black people but we didn't That's they didn't real. apologize to us during reconstruction we were able to not only build we were self-sustainable so the blue Klux clan comes from y'all went they went from slave patrollers to cops and then they created the ku klux klan after reconstruction because they were so upset that black people were flourishing and then they introduced Jim Crow mm. and then of course the civil rights movement mm. and then the crack era and then you've got the modern time so this mass is incarceration. all mass incarceration it's yeah. all an extension of the roots of this country which is slavery so when people say slavery don't matter okay what's, what's your last name? my last name is Glasper okay your last name? Tristan is that an Aztec last name nah, or a Mayan or an Inca last name? Do you have an African last name? Do you have an African last name? I have a, por last name? I have a Portuguese last name, which is the uh, people who popularized chattel slavery. You feel what I'm saying? So that's so the I problem Portuguese. right now. When you say I mean, slavery don't get matter, shit more. I mean, when, when you got 40% of the population, that's why we here, you feel nah, me? That, that's the education for yeah. sure. sure. We're learning from y'all too. 40% of the population, if not more. 30% of the United States got slave names or conqueror names. Come on, bro. So all of this shit... It matters. So in Blue Clutch Clan, it's just me shedding slight light Man. on the bigger picture. In a dope-ass way. What I liked is that you had that Black Panthers, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think it was the hoodie. Shout out West uh, Oakland. I think I had a bl nah, I had a Black Panther jackets. J jackets? Mm -hmm. Now with that, that was dope for me because like I said, being in the Bay, having mm -hmm. that. And, and, and this video out of all, you know what I'm yeah. saying? When you're speaking about these levels. Now, when you did this, was this research that you had to apply into it? Or was this like something that you already knew and then you went and attacked, you know, you said those those uh, six or seven subjects. What what was it that actually uh, went into the actual track? Because was it was, what I was... Oh, the inspiration of the track, unfortunately, there was a woman in Texas. She was murdered. She was naked. A black woman was murdered in Man. some Texas ward. I remember seeing it on the way to Houston. I was looking at my phone and she was having a mental health crisis, those cops showed up and they murdered her. She was naked. Um, no naked person poses a threat to anybody with a gun, a vest, and a taser. So I remember getting on the plane, I was hella mad, and I was just like, damn, bro, all of these videos of us, which is why to this day I don't watch the video. I never even, even though I was protesting, I never watched George Floyd video. I don't watch no black people getting killed unarmed. I don't do that shit. So on the plane, I wrote an acapella, I landed in Houston, it was a lot on my mind. I went out there to make like fun tracks that I ended up releasing, but I got in there. Shout out Liz Sherm. I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm like, my nigga, you got some beats. And he like, he actually went to a throwaway uh, folder. 
he didn't call it that, but that's every producer got that. You know what I'm saying? They got yeah. a, a a folder of beats that they really just don't think nothing of, and they don't think nobody like. And that's usually the beats that all the artists use. Facts. So the first beat he played, it wasn't complete. The second beat, he played it. I said, play it again, and then he went in there and recorded it. Mm. So it was inspired by real events, and I said, let me just show the hypocrisy and his democracy and put it on record. Facts. And that's how it came about. That's what I love to hear. I ain't going to cap it. It's going to look it's like in like, the studio. Just to get that really fucking... God. God King, yeah. Uh, yeah, is it For one sure. take J's? Are we plugging in? Punching nah, in? nah. We uh, I punch in. Back in the day, it used to be extremely competitive, so it was about one taking uh-huh. until uh, shout out Ron Roger free him. He has studied Jeezy and Rick Ross. He studied them to the point and plies. At the time, he was studying them. And he would try to he would try to say their verses. He was like, bro, you can't do this in one breath. And then he was like, they punching in. Mm-hmm. Man, At which the time, is I I mean we have bucket like, like punching in. I'm thinking everybody just laid one time. Right. And after I was arrested, unfortunately, and I was in the feds, I began studying music more. And I'm like, oh, this is why every single word that they say is so strong. Is because they're punching in. Which so I is, do punch in. And that's, that's the respect, way though. That's the way I recorded Big Stepping. I got verses where I went in there and I took one take to do. But when I recorded Big you like as an artist. You develop and you get out your ego so much so to where you're like, man, I'm not just trying to get in there and do it in one take. Nope. I'm trying to make it sound the best as possible. I yell a majority of my lines. Mm-hmm. So I could rap something straight through smooth, but how am I going to give you that inflection and that energy of how I really Shit. want to? I think we we're good. good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Taking the Ace, look at Ace taking it on another. Out. Come on, Ace. Ace, another, man, the man behind the scenes doing what needs to be Ace. done. Hell yeah. yeah. Appreciate you, my yep. boy. So, like, Oh, you learn when you, especially when you step Shout in the studio. Shout out Ace. You are man, appreciated, Ace's, my man. brother. Man. Ace Shout out Ace. Let's get, let's get a round of applause. Hey. Hey. That's no cap though, for real, for real. Yeah, but um, when you meet these other artists from different places, man, like first time I got in with Pee Wee Longway, anytime I get in with a Detroit artist, Atlanta artist, people, a lot of times, they're, yeah, he's dope as hell. He, a lot of times, they one, they're not writing. Two, they're having fun. And three, they like, man, just get in there and say whatever. And then when you're done, come out. And it's literally you punch in, like, coming in there. And I'm like, damn. I mean, the equipment is so crazy now. You got to take take advantage of it, right? And also like, they crack the code that where you we are who we are. You feel me? We have our pen. We have the knowledge inside us. Like, when we asked Gunnar that question, he was inspired by something, and he started writing, but he had these years of knowledge that he already researched and had within him and this intelligence to where it could just become, it it come out in a form of that emotion. What a lot of people don't realize in music, that sometimes you're going to compromise something every once in a while. And not always, but every once in a while. Sometimes when you write, you compromise the natural emotion of what you said. It. Every artist has been in there and they said something and then it's like, oh, that was hard. And they try to replicate. And it's like, damn, mm-hmm. it don't sound like how I said it the first time. Sometimes when you prioritize emotion, you're going to compromise the bars. But I've, what I've learned, especially with the way I record, a lot of times I spent a lot of my time freestyling and writing with to make it as best as possible. So I'm not going to compromise. Even if I'm not writing it, my writing I might be up here, but my emotion or energy, what I'm saying, yo, energy, energy yeah, there you go. Yeah, emotion is there. Energy, energy is right there. Whereas if my energy is up here, mm-hmm. my writing might only go down one notch because right. I'm still like, oh, I could I could say this on this bar. Like people don't realize Big Steppin is talking about police brutality, double entendres, mm-hmm. and most importantly, exposing some things that happened to some very player and great people. You know what I'm saying? So, say that. No, for real, for real. And the axe bread, with that, that bread, that is a fucking anthem, my dog. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't emphasize that enough. 
Yeah. Gunner wrote it for me. I was saying. Nah. I just saying. <laughs> hey, shout out. I was going to say, shout out, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll choose, bro. Nah, nah but like. Lie. My bad, G. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I, I really got a question on that one. Right, go ahead. I was like, bro, because that motivates, you know, kids, uh, mm-hmm. moms, dads, adults, ourselves, things like that. But it's like, who who really motivates you? What was, What's your inspiration? Because everything I'm coming um, from, it's really from yourself. But if what I'm getting from, even from behind the scenes mm-hmm. when you was talking about, but like, what's your inspiration? Man, a lot of people. Uh, when I when it's just about me, I feel like I'll take the easy road. Like when I was trying to get in shape, and I was like, "Damn, I just want to get in shape for myself." I was like, "Ah, I deserve to eat this full large pizza." If I was like when I was just getting in shape, I was like, "Ah, I don't need to work out this hard." But when I was doing it for uh, uh, my team, when I was doing it for my mom, my grandma, my god kids, my loved ones, it was it was bigger for me. Beyond that, as I Ascended, uh, or as I've grown in my artistry, I realized you always meet somebody where it's like you meet somebody's like, man, your music got me through this, or you meet somebody like, man, I really love your stuff. Now we and you, we're fans of people. Like I was a big fan of Cool John because we used to throw parties in high school called Schmops because a situation happened when we threw functions to where we couldn't throw functions anymore, so we started throwing Schmops. Yeah. So to hear Cool John get shot, I was literally like. How do you shoot Cool John? I was literally disdained and disgusted. So I just put that into the music. But man, constant motivation. I get new motivation every day. To one from that kid that uh, tell me I'm his inspiration and he look up to me, all the way to the uh, older person that might be like, man, y'all the next generation. And as long as you pushing and doing your thing, we in good hands. So man, it's always something new. It it could be somebody who don't believe in my stuff and like, man, you motivate me. I'm not trying to prove you wrong, but at the end of the day, I know. Every time I go do something, no matter how good or how perfect I do it, it's always going to be somebody that try to, you know, take away from what mm-hmm. we're doing. Like, Steph just won a championship. He did so, so great, but everybody's still slighting him. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like. Warriors no, in six. Man, no matter. <laughs> in, any, in any series. I was. Uh, but, yeah, what, about, what about you, Gunner? Any inspiration? What motivates you to get out of Me? bed every morning? Because I'm now. Look at the series. Tupac. The reason why I rap is my brother, Almond. But I'm gifted, I'm anointed, I'm blessed, I'm chosen, and I know my gift is to communicate. So Thanks. I've never like looked to the exterior for motivation. If it may sound vain or whatever, but nah. my mother raised me, mm-hmm. uh, my well, my parents and my grandmother to speak life into people and myself. Thanks. So anybody that met me probably dating back to as early as like second grade, which my uncle was telling me, he's like 60 something. He was telling my daughter, like your father's always been like this. Mm-hmm. So when I get low, I do listen to music. I got a strong spiritual uh, foundation. When my mm-hmm. grandmother rest her soul, when she mm-hmm. was here, I leaned heavy on her because she would reiterate the obvious. And oftentimes that's what happens to us. We could be dope, we could be X, Y, and Z. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But if you if you're not digging within, then Facts. you're going to become dependent on somebody else's validation. Mm-hmm. When you look at some of the greatest people, their downfall is when they begin to look for that validation. I don't let people hear my music, not because I'm hiding, it's because your opinion to me don't, don't matter. matter. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? I don't ask people how I look when I get dressed because their opinion to me don't matter. I ask That's people's opinion, one, you feel me? That's I ask people's one. opinion Confidence. when it's time to collaborate, but it don't come from arrogance. It comes from, I know my standards. I know like this food, I know this food tastes good because I eat with people and I know 
their palate and I know my palate. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, oh, man, when, when I'm feeling like shit or looking like whatever the case may be, same with music. Early on, when we got popping, I know for a fact I was the weakest link. But I didn't have a problem with it. I was actually on some, all right, this is what it is. I'm around two older people that's better than me in rapping. And then one of my younger brothers, Dip Rest His Soul, he was like the greatest I ever heard. But you fast forward all that to now, man, me not being dependent on anybody comes from me having a direct line, the direct number to God. Facts. Feel me? Oh, I, I got chills. I, I was hoping. Yeah, I was, was going to say that too. Like Ooh. one of my, in terms of intrinsic motivation, I'm happy you brought that up. That like we got to be motivated ourselves first. I named all those people, but mm-hmm. if I didn't believe in me first, we didn't believe in us first. All these other other stuff is is an enhancement. And before us, it's definitely the higher power in God. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. it's like my I know my passion is to make music, to act, to uh, public speak, to put merch out, do all this stuff. But my purpose is to put positivity into the world. Mm-hmm. If I was to simplify it, mm-hmm. I just do it through this medium. Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. weed is our medium. That's why we got to fill more pre rolls out right now. You feel mm-hmm. me? Go grab mm-hmm. you one at a local. Yeah, I need some of them film. Yeah, we got you, man. <laughs> that was that was on me. I was supposed to bring y'all some. So. That was on us. Hey, yeah, that was on that's us. a conversation I have with mom actually this week is to remember, like even in the good times, like mm-hmm. y'all have had blessings in your life, but I'm Pray sure every day. that you've pr- prayed yeah. in the lows, and then sometimes that there's. You're staying consistent you forget. in the highs. You forget. Just yeah. always remember. You That's when you got to pray the most. And faith of a mustard seed. I'm not a biblical person, but when you study the Bible, man, it's just a bunch of stories of parables. And right now, it makes if you, feel you need fucking the money to too. validate you, I believe it, was, it wasn't Joseph. I, it may have been Job who lost everything and he had to get rid of Sarah because Sarah was like, God took away your cattle, your kids. Got rid of her. He got everything, I think, three or four fold. So man. in life, man, yeah. anybody watching this, it ain't about being holier than thou. Just dig deep because mm-hmm. you're going to be tested. And in times of adversity, you're going to mm-hmm. have to rise above it. Ask him about his failures. We celebrating his successes, but ask about his failures and then ask who was there when it was just himself. You're going to tell he's going to be able to tell you the most high. Ask me about my failures. Ask me, oh, I got an eye patch on my eye. How you think that happened? You That's know what I mean? My, I, All of these. Hey, man, you got to tell no, that story, no, no, man. No. So yeah. easing into my question with yeah. that, if I can, yeah, it's good. Grasp it, do, it, I don't want to say it with no disrespect. Nah, Is it disrespectful nah, when people nah. do ask? What's nah, bro. I come from rocking. I come from a, I come from a team of men who did something that not a lot of other people did in any neighborhood, you feel me? And with that, you get the you get the praise and you get the accolades, but unfortunately you get the L's. Like I talked to my brother Body, shout out Body, man. I say in this game, we can't win all the time. So my whole thing is if I do X, Y, and Z allegedly and I lose vision in my eye, all of this shit balance out. You feel me? When you selling dope, when you hitting licks, when you pimping, when you getting money, whatever the case may be, those are all W's. What are the L's? And unfortunately, in a life of extremity, the L's can be life in prison. Mm-hmm. The L's can be losing your life. The L's can be losing a ligament or losing vision or, or, or being disabled, the case may be. So you got to balance that out because when you hitting all the broads, you ain't tripping. When you got all the clothes and you waking up when you feel like it, not paying taxes, doing all this shit, yeah. you mobbing how you mobbing, it's all good. But mm-hmm. when it comes time to be on the receiving and now you're the victim, anybody nah. tell you when I got shot, I wasn't tripping. Mm-hmm. I was on some, do my dick still work? That's the first thing I asked. Mm-hmm. Am I ugly? And do my dick work. They said, my cousin, she was in tears. She's like, no, your face is just hell swollen. And then the doctor said, we're going to take this tube out of you and your shit work. And after that, I was back in the field because it's also what I signed up for. So I'm a realist. Perspective. You feel me? Anybody who talk to me in the streets, man, I don't ever complain about the shit. The kids come up to me, oh, are you a pirate? And I laugh it off because <laughs> it's, a, it's a genuine question. Mm-hmm. And the women ask me, they get all sensitive and shit like that. But I also wear this as a reminder of what I've been through, what I come from, and what I've overcame. Because... Mm-hmm. 
My partner right here, rest his soul, he got shot in his head too. He did. My partner right here, he got shot in his head. He did. My partner right here, I think he got shot in his thigh with like a 22 and traveling. He's dead. So would they rather wear an eye patch or be dead? And 100% of people that's dead rather wear an eye patch. So that's how I'm rocking, man. I come from the streets. Fuck. Gunner, for the culture, bro. Yeah. for the culture. Bro, like, yeah. The, yeah, the biggest thing you said is you're a realist. You yeah. know what I mean? You put it together. I'm an optimist. I'm extremely optimistic, but I'm realist when it comes to the street shit and and the pros and cons to it. Just like right now, right. in order for him to be successful, he's gonna tell you his privacy's been invaded. And that's just being realistic. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a price it's for always a, yeah, it's, it's a price for fame. That's true. When I go random places, sometimes I may not be in the best mood, but it's a person that's going to pull out a camera and put their uh, they phone in my face. That's actually the price of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? In these streets, it's a price to pay. I don't care who you are, and you got to yeah, be ready for it. Yeah. The world needed that. <laughs> the culture needed that. I like the nah, question. I can't even ask you. Know, no, I was going to say, but hearing both of y'all. Man, ask that shit, man. What's up? But being both y'all talk, bro. You know who did it? What's going <laughs> Get in there. No, but both hearing both y'all talk, man, educated is number one that comes to my mind for both of y'all. Mm -hmm. And then just be, having literacy, like how important is that? Just, I say talking to the youth right now, how important is that? To college have, graduate, to have college that, dropout. Have that both book smart and street smart. Because I feel like it doesn't matter. You still know what you're college, about that. College graduate, college dropout. Uh, Jesus didn't go to college. So... Uh, a degree can't validate me. You understand me? I was born mm -hmm. a scholar, born a genius, on, born a guy, degree, born great. <laughs> I'm not trying to no, slide it, but I'm just saying there's men out there. You feel me? What, 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 I'm telling you, what King David, what university did he go to? So the universities, if y'all didn't know, before them Greeks uh, uh, called the universities, they went to Timbuktu and they got the information Facts. from uh, uh, the continent of Africa. You understand Before me? they burnt they, all the libraries, exactly. before they you know burnt all the so, documents. Uh, the, the, the information that I got, it come from the most high. Like I said, I got the line. So a lot of times people go to college and that's for you to get indoctrinated based on whatever uh, uh, field that you finna master, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. That's why you get the master's degree. That's why you get the uh, doctor degree. You feel mm -hmm. me? But yeah. with me, since I have a direct, like I said, I got the direct line. I get to skip the line. Yeah. So the intelligence I got, they can't they, they can't teach this at Harvard. You feel me? They can't buy it on You're Amazon. Anointed. They right. can't they can't go on Amazon. You're anointed. I understand it now, bro. I understand. Yeah, man. I feel like the best education of well is self education, man. Being in these go deeper, man. Deep, being in these different spaces. I've been going to private school since I was in sixth grade, mm -hmm. and it wasn't necessarily, of course, that the, the academics was a different level. But it wasn't nothing I couldn't learn in public school. Beyond that, it was more about the connections and the network. When I self-educated, right now I got on my Audible, it's 30 titles right here. So is this your network This is your network? And man, mm. your network is your network. Talk you know your saying? shit, So bro. when it come down to Damn. it, when I went to private school, the biggest thing about I was that I was exposed to was not necessarily the knowledge, even though it was good and big, but it was more so going to one of my classmates' house and seeing their living room be the same size as my house and then saying, whoa, a house this big is in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So it's the exposure. It's like me and Gunna, we are anomalies, but we're not the only people that can be our greatest selves or as intelligent as we, as we are. In the hood and where we come from, there's a lot of people like us. Mm -hmm. They just didn't get these opportunities. Mm -hmm. And in my class alone, there was five people that was submitted to the program that I went to. And I was one of, actually it was six, including the other. It was more than that. I don't, I don't even remember it. But in my class alone, it was five. And then within that, me and this other girl were the only two people that uh, got picked. 
So it's not like the knowledge isn't there. It's just other elements come with it. But yeah, self-education, man, what you can teach yourself as long as you get out your own way, man, is huge. The ability to unlearn and then relearn and then apply application, practicality. He said he was a realist. Being able to take something somebody tells you and apply it in real life, that's understanding wisdom and translating it into action. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have that when they talk about cognitive skills. What are your uh uh what are your uh cognitive what is that what is that critical reading skills? What can you can you read this par- we on okay one is can you read the paragraph? Two, can you read the paragraph and, and, and yeah, analyze yeah. what's going on? Then people don't talk about this. Thinking. Man, people don't talk even yeah, talk I about I read it, the, but did you read it? Did you read it? Yeah. And then beyond that, people don't talk about the next step is can you read it? comprehend it and then apply it so as you know that's what self-education does because you learn like gunner said nobody can't teach him nothing that he got it's anointed but it's also he learned a lot through experience you know what i'm saying experience and listening to your elders didn't facts mean to wisdom cut you off. i didn't no, want you to good. intervene i've been complimenting i've been a student a student of life since a child rest my grandmother's soul mm-hmm. she was 60 years my senior and that woman told me she taught me how to shut the fuck up yeah. and listen so Wisdom comes from learning from other people's experience, whether it be negative, whether it be positive. It's a difference between education and it's a difference between information. When you look at the free-minded movement and energy that I display, that he displays, is because it's an unorthodox approach to success. In in school, I do not believe they could have taught me exactly what I needed to do. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Do to get to where I wanted to be. I feel like school is like he said, you go there to network and it should trigger your passion. It should right. expose it. When Steve Jobs right. was not a college graduate, just like Bill Gates wasn't. Mm-hmm. When they got there, they figured out what they needed to figure out fast, and they got up out of there. Yeah, now, some people, go get your degree. I'm not going to discourage nobody, man. Get your four-year degree, your two-year, your mm-hmm. six-year, your eight-year degree. Because for some people, that's a safe haven, mm-hmm. and it's going to lead down. It's going to lead them to the pot of gold. Right. But for other people, you may have to get a trade, get into entrepreneurship, or just take that chance. But do not be discouraged if you don't have a degree, and do not be feel entitled if you do have one. It's a piece of power. It should be used as that. You feel what I'm saying? Shout out to my parents. They're both uh, college graduates, so I wasn't mm-hmm. raised in an ignorant home. I was raised in a, um, in a in a spiritual home. I was raised in an educated home. I didn't grow up watching TV. I didn't eat fast food growing That's up. Good. A lot of things that people had exposure to, I just didn't. I'm not athletic because I had to read in my house. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So shout out to my parents. Shout out to all the first generation college students. Shout and shout out. out to all the people shout who ate junk food and this place for <laughs> <laughs> And no, but it's dope because in this world today, you both work. At the end of the day, being yourself works. That's the oh, work oh, okay. best for you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I was going to say, you said uh, Pops is from Honduras. Yeah. yeah. Mine's from Kentucky. Yeah. How does that come into tuition? And like, how, like San Francisco, how does go that back come to, about, bro? I was about to say, hell? go back to what uh, Stunner was saying about San Francisco. It's a place where Bully um, my you know grand, my great uncle, Hamadi, which is my grandmother's brother, um, was living a different lifestyle. And when he joined the military, he was able to come to San Francisco and be his, his best self. So 
when my grandmother split from my grandfather, she brought her six children. They lived on Treasure Island, which is adjacent to San Francisco. Maybe uh, it's just halfway through the bridge. And then they moved to the Bennerker Homes. The Bennerker Homes is in the uh, the famous, world-renowned Harlem of the West, Fillmore, Western Edition, Filmo, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And my father, uh, my father's mother, which is my grandmother, had a brother who helped a man who was a U.S. citizen in Honduras. And when he helped that man, even though they couldn't speak English, he said, because of that, I'm going to look out for you. So by him doing that, it allowed my family to get to Honduras. When he got to Honduras, he was able to acquire uh, land. He was able to send for other people. Acquire, uh, They were able to acquire more land. My father had sickle cell. They tried to get him into Canada uh, two or three times citizenship. It didn't work. So he ended up coming with Ben Navet, which is uh, one of my grandfather's. And from there, they moved to San Francisco. My father went to school in the city, graduated school in the city, and then him and my mother met. So when they met, they were at New College of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And when they were at New College of San Francisco, they were in acting class. My father, you know, he's attractive like me, so my mom was feeling him. (laughs) And uh, I'm attractive like him. Like your shit, Gunners. You know what I'm saying? So moms was feeling him. They did what they did. And when they got together, even though my father's a darker man than me, unfortunately, when you get into places outside of the U.S., oftentimes they try to stigmatize black Americans, African Americans, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, yeah, you feel me? I I feel like because of that, it was just a, it was a, it was a cultural clash. But, and, but they were fortunate enough to create one of God's most greatest gifts, which is me. So, you feel me? <laughs> you say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, I'm, 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 missing, I'm missing the cultural yeah. clash, though. When you say that, you oh, mean... Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm missing it. Like, so, outside, man, people just being fully transparent, bro, people don't be... People look at the media to judge black people in America. When you look at the media, it's either... Um, we're criminals, we're lazy, we're shiftless, we're users, just like the complete opposite of the beautiful people that we are. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, well, my parents, when they got together, at least from me talking to them now, you feel me, I talk to them regularly, it was just my mother was different from a a domesticated Garifuna woman. So Garifuna people are located in Honduras and Belize, Chinese Garifuna, I believe, uh, uh, OT Genesis is Garifuna. It's a bunch of Garifuna people. uh, Dr. Sebi. Dr. Sebi was in the Honduras. Dr. Sebi, shout out. Well, Garifuna people if you go over there you know it's real traditional and my mother wasn't they just didn't have that communication to be able to meet in the middle to do what needs to be done but it do be a stigma on black people man and i'm in these spaces so i'm not speaking from like a hypothetical man like when you get in latin america when you get in south america and stuff like that look at brazilians like they blacker than me and you talking about they not black and stuff like that you feel me same with the dominicans the dominicans will be like oh yo no es un negro you feel me like but you're black as fuck black so it just be this that, that, it all go back to what I was saying in the beginning it's, about slavery, bro. It just be this anti-black vibe in these communities. Colorism, mm. like, I grew up watching novellas. You go to Mexico, <laughs> the niggas are fuck. Yeah, like, so, Dos Mujeres, Ocarino, all the shit. You know what I mean? I, Mighty Ma, I grew up watching all of that shit. You feel me? Growing man. up, so. Some of the best yeah, TV. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah. growing up, but you don't see no black people. Right. You probably think Mexicans look like him. No, they don't, bro. Mm-hmm. You got to understand, this is by, his skin color's coming mm-hmm. by way of Spaniards. Yeah. The, when you go to Mexico, nigga, the Incans, Mayas, uh, uh, Aztecs, all those are dark-skinned people, bro. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But when you watch the novellas, you don't see them. No. So when you come over here, just like with Asians, you would think Filipinos was this color. No, they're dark-skinned, bro. Say that. So when back yeah. to my parents, it's more like a, oh, 
oh, we don't want to be on, uh, you're Americanized. You're, not him, but it was just this vibe. Damn. And it's hard to do that when you Damn. are raised to, you know, abide by what your family is saying. Yeah. You got to ask people that's biracial, intercultural, how this shit really is, blood. Man. Really, really, really is, and how people really feel about black people. And it's just behind closed doors, people know what it is, but publicly, that's why you see us getting killed, and now not a lot of people really moving no. because they don't value us. We not and, and the media don't portray black people as humans, blood. They portray us as something that we're not, so that when we do get killed, it's always what did he or she do? Nigga, you naked. And you asking the person, what did they do to get killed? Right. Meanwhile, Johnny got a bazooka. Nigga didn't mow down about 10,000 people. And they're like, he has <laughs> mental health issues. Literally. And Let's put him in counseling. But you don't shoot Man. the motherfucker naked asking for help. But you, Man. yeah. Not Johnny. This nigga didn't kill everybody. No, it doesn't it's, matter. And I think it's just, that's, that's the American mindset. A Euro, a, but a like Eurocentric how, mindset. I like how you said that. That's yeah. the American mindset. We yeah. gotta realize as cultural, as, as, as black people, yeah. as long as we own this territory, Nigga, that's how it's gonna be. Not for nah, sure. When we go to Europe, though, you gotta understand when we go so all over the world. So you get to Asia, they be acting. Not everybody. And I'm, not, I'm talking about a lot of the governments. You get to these other places. Like when I was in Honduras, I didn't experience my bad. I didn't experience racism. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Out there, it's more classism and shit like that. Yeah. But when you get outside, it just depends on how much. Uh, uh, American culture they've digested and what decade did they digest it from because now yeah it's cool to be black it's much cooler now because we got social media Right. but before yeah. social media it was when my parents met wasn't no social oh. media it was the news yep. the radio and the TV yep. and unfortunately yeah. They didn't they pay us in a good picture other than the uh, Cosby show. I Facts. think being black, Facts. you live on the extremity of each spectrum. On one end, if you're a successful black person, you go to a place like China, they'd be like, oh my God, you're a rapper? Oh my God, you're an athlete? You go to these different places and you're idolized, you're seen as a god, you're seen as all these things. In another place, another way is you're demonized like that. They had uh, When COVID happened, there was a place in China where they kicked out all the people, all the Nigerians and all the people were black and kicked them out literally out of the country. When um, Russia announced that it was going to Ukraine to fight, all the black people, all the Nigerians couldn't uh, lead a city. They literally said black people were prioritizing everybody else. This is happening all through every culture. And right. it's like like what a lot of people do and a lot of other people get the benefit of is to be a normal person. You get to be a human. Either black people is either you're a demon or you're a god. Or you feel me? You demonize or you feel me? Ain't no middle. It's not no middle mm-hmm. ground. And then black people, we don't to a degree, we've been brainwashed. You know, I try to treat everybody with respect, regardless of race, whatever, color, creed. But it's like a lot of times black people, we've been brainwashed to not even treat each other like humans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying we need to be able to have that space to where we can be seen and treated like nor- not normal, but treated like humans in general. That's why I love the movie was in, because you see black people in every spectrum and every emotion. And we emphasize in black because too often people talk about people of color to color. Listen, mm-hmm. everybody got a different plight in a different fight. Right. Don't bunch us all together because... Right now, this brother's Latino. He's going through, uh, his people is going through a different plight than mine. Just like somebody who may have a different religion based on what happened in the terrorist attacks. They're going to have a different plight in life, just like somebody who has a different sexuality. So stop bunching us all together. And then when it comes time to be a recipient of relief, now black people is the last on leave. So Mm. I'm not with all of that kumbaya, Mm. everybody together in the front. But then when the money is dispersed, it's like black people last. Nah, bro, if you're going to be an ally, be an ally. If you're going to be for human humanity be for humanity because that's what i've always been uh been on and believed in yeah we gonna funk don't say oh black people gotta stop killing each other 
Man, look at World War One and Two. When all the white people killed each other, they didn't say, oh, we got to stop killing each other to be humans. Mm-hmm. Man, war is a part of what men do. Chinese men is killing Chinese men. Mm-hmm. Japanese men is killing Japanese. Mm-hmm. When you go to Mexico and the cartel rocking, who you think they're killing? Mexicans. <laughs> Come on, bro. So that's for all you idiots out there that love to say, black people can't stop killing Fact. black people. Yeah, no, dummy. Like, it's it's been like that. It's up. It's stuck in certain situations, that, but I'm not promoting that. You yeah, feel me? That, but that's what it be. That myth of black on black crime. For when, sure, bro. When every, every quote unquote race or demographic commits crime against itself. Uh, the most, you know what I'm saying? Because we live in segregated communities and people in the communities that commit the crimes commit crimes where? They're not driving to commit crimes, they're committing crimes in their yeah, community. When John sells Bob a fucking pill that he ODs on is because John and Bob live in the same community. Facts. You feel what I'm saying? So add some context to these things that y'all talk about and let's get to the bottom of it and spread more truth, more information, more knowledge because we mobbing, man. My Especially, question, my question, yeah. oh. Now, I was going to say, and not operate off of skewed statistics that have literally been uh, proven to be either uh, deviated or not, or spiked to uh, create a reaction or to create a a type of thought, man. And so it's like, you know, or create a narrative. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, let's mob, man. Now you, we you warped up, man. I like the way that was rocking. Yeah. I got hey. two questions for you. Okay. About the culture, man. We drove out here. Let me see. We, we going past the time limit because we drove right here, man. So that's, we got to get at least. We can get it in. Trust me. I got one because we still on it. I got one for the culture. Being a black man, this is for both of y'all. Being a black man in America, what is something y'all wish that would change between our race? Man. Transparency, information. We need to be informed about who we are, where we come from, and what we're capable of. Stop thinking that somebody else's ice is colder than yours. You feel Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So understand, be clear. You want to build heaven, you got to get the angels. Where do they go? They went to Africa because, nigga, that's where you get the angels from. You didn't get slaves from over there. You got doctors, you got architects, you got scientists, you got all of these blessed people, Mm -hmm. all of these chosen people that happened to come up short because they didn't have no pistols, Mm -hmm. so they got abducted. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was some Africans who quote-unquote sold other Africans, but they and sell them into servitude and bondage. They thought it was going to be like over there. You're going to work this land for a few seasons and you're going to bust your moves. They didn't know it was chattel slavery. So black people, man, know your history so things won't repeat itself. Stop looking for love, you feel me, for people that had already hung you off trees. You can't look for love from people that are already that work you a hundred years, man. When you study slavery, shout out to the Jewish people. I love the way they forced Jewish people to know the evil that Hitler did to them to prevent what's from it happening again. Black folks, Black folk, I'm going to look at this camera. Knowledge yourself is essential. Stop believing what somebody else is telling you about you. You know you're not lazy. You know you're not shiftless. We are chosen. You understand? Don't blame yourself for atrocities committed against us. That's not what it's about. It's about understanding what happened, preventing it from happening, and uh, also knowing that when we work together, the teamwork going to make the dream work. We ain't going back to Africa unless it's to visit or buy some property and stuff. We going to turn America all the way up. So don't be discouraged by this fuck shit that they've been doing, you feel me? We're here for a reason. We got to fulfill this prophecy, man. To make yeah. this motherfucker the land, uh, uh, you know what I mean, of the chosen, man. Yeah, the For chosen. real. That's no motherfucking 
cap. That was dope right I there. He just went on one. You got me motivated. I <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it. Come yeah, on. Hey, you see, hey, you see the one-two punch, man. He had this motherfucker booming in the beginning, man. And we going to bring him home, man. We splash brothers in this thing, man. I would say mine was probably be self-hate. You know, it's like a lot of stuff. I think black people got But all I'm showing is images of myself in a fucked up situation. Why wouldn't I help my help myself? I got a picture of white Jesus on the wall. If that's God, who am I? I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. And that's why, why am I worth something? That's why the brainwashing is so is so evil. It's so violent. You know what I'm saying? That's but, why but I was taught I was just a slave. But yeah, but that's why we got to be bigger than what we taught. That's why that self-education is big. That's why you grew up in a house where you're not watching TV. All these mediums that are controlled. But by, in the media, I'm not supposed to be with a black woman. Whoa, 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 whoa. The media lying to you. You tripping. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, the media okay. are lying to you. Nah, that's the media a big thing. supposed nah. to kill you and him. Yeah. Nah, fuck that. Nah, but you know, that's Luke a big Clark thing. Okay. Honestly, that's a big it. thing, too, Let's that talk we're going to talk it. about because rap music is the only music that literally is perpetuated to tell to cause violence and toxicity to our community. If you Not listen- true. Punk rock goes crazy <laughs> and all they do is say kill. John. <laughs> Another genre that does that. What? No other genre do that though, bro. Gangster rap is amplified in our communities. It's about 12 different genres in there. You can listen to Stunner Man 02 and there's zero bars about killing people, so I just debunked that, bro. Ooh, that's no hold though. on, hold on. Let's talk about this. Why Country. is it important? Stunner Man 02 Name one makes label. music hold on, wait, that does wait, wait, not wait. depict black right. men getting killed. Let me get my counter argument. Name one, country, name one label that invests money into country music that talks about killing each other. I don't know anything about that. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm ill-equipped for this. Exactly. So, but he, he has the point uh, yeah. though. Why is it important for it to have substance and actually something to talk about in your music right now? It's not that it's in. Well, so, yes, okay, that's so always let me important. Tell, that let, is important. Let me play yeah, devil. Yeah, yeah. Let me defend hip hop. So right now, that's your expression. Let's be clear. Stunner Man 02 rocks with hip hop. He's playing devil's advocate right now, so I'm going to debunk what he's saying. So black people culturally. Oh, see? No, okay. Okay. Our music. I'll tell you my point. And it, it, look, my point is that every single uh, uh, mainstream label invests money into the perpetuation of what is negative to black people. I I'm apologize. It's nothing to debunk. He is yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I, I don't think gangster rap is bad at all. I, I think rap has a whole bunch of different genres that stem from a whole bunch of other genres that black people created. Rock and roll, jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, now we're f- hearing uh, Drake drop this house music. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of genres. Shout out to DC. You know what I'm saying? All DMV, this, uh, shout out to the DMV. DMV, uh, go-go music, all this dope music that came from it. What I think is <sighs> when it came, rap for a lot of people became a commercial and it doesn't mean when rap got commercialized, it took, they said, okay, ooh, we can commercialize. Y'all's telling me y'all gonna promote my stuff for this amount of money and I and y'all gonna talk bad about each other. Ooh, we finna we finna pay y'all to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's right. you know what I'm saying? So that's all it is. Right. And it sales is but popular to listen at what to tribal point music. Do we realize as a culture, like nigga, that's not it. Like uh, you gotta look at like when Jay-Z was rapping when he came in the game because nobody gave him a deal. This nigga wasn't really talking about like killing niggas, nah. but he was talking, talking about, about a lifestyle. A lifestyle. Yeah. But it's like, you know, and that shit's so. And at the time, well, that's was rooted popular, in, right? it, it, Hold on, so, so if we address yeah. the root of he, violent he, he, music. Everybody's hip, on that other shit, you came with that. Hip hop yeah. was created mm-hmm. in the likeness of it being a social platform for us to speak out and us to have fun because music wasn't specifically being made for us. What it evolved into, let's be honest, you, you, you 
I don't want to hear the people talk about dope. I don't want to hear them talk about killing. Well, what do you think the crack babies are going to talk about? After you drop the crack in the communities, Facts. mama was a prostitute. Mama was a dope fiend. Daddy beat smoke. mama. Daddy was in prison. What do you I want? I never smoked. I'm hit it one time with y'all. What do you I want these young men and these young women to talk about? You want them to talk about something wholesome? Because when you go and get the square black people, y'all don't want to hear their music. <laughs> when y'all listen to the conscious, when you get into the conscious black rap, Y'all don't want to hear them talk right now. It. If I'm but talking then, to you about what's the uh, uh, pi, uh, square root of uh, uh, pi, square root or whatever the case may be, and I'm talking to you about the Big Bang Theory, you don't want to hear that. But I'll come on, shit. and you in the neighborhood, and the what music is, is tribal, and niggas just talk about riding and shit like that. More? You want to hear that? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So. It, it's not that it ain't what it is. It's that you got to find the genre that aligns with your like-mindedness. You don't hear Kendrick Lamar on the radio all the time, nope. but he sell hella records. Hella. You don't hear NDRE on the, uh, all the time, but it's still selling. So the radio and the internet is something totally different. <laughs> on the internet, go on there, black people, and hey, find the music this? that you like. But to keep it all the way real, one time one time. the violence is relatable. The, the the ignorance is relatable. You got to understand, bro. We come from, it, it, it be the vibrations. It don't really even be the words. It just, can I get you to move? He just told you, Big Steppin' is a fucking conscious song. A Big Steppin'. Four, five on me look like I'm bitch pressing. Uh, uh, get to talking like I think last year. Me, come on, bro. I think like, with me, like I love gangster rap. I love, uh, I love popular rap as much as anybody else. But right. being a conscious person like Gunner, like everybody on here, I realized that when the media, the people who, were funding certain people's labels and certain people's stuff. When they saw, oh, Public Enemy is one of the biggest groups, but we can fund this group and they talk about this and, and we can blow it up and market it, we can really influence the whole culture. You know what I'm saying? So it's it helped like destroy, that. it helped further degrade black communities because Man. you hit us with mass incarceration, then you provide the soundtrack to perpetuate mm. us committing these petty crimes and shit like that because the Man. majority are nonviolent offenders. And then you validate it through the music by saying, oh, we're locking all the black people up because you don't want the gangster rappers in your neighborhood. And then you? on top of that, you add all these gang enhancements and all this different type of stuff. You uh, add enhancements on drugs that are actually pretty similar cocaine and crack. One only give you a short period of time, another one could change your life. Five years and up is literally you do all this stuff that you implement here that is a whole design that uh, uh, causes like he said the perpetuation and black of putting people that don't own no system. more support right. you get no cocaine here so y'all already know what's going on with that man, come on. Hey, hey, shit, I'm man, getting man. educated today bro I'm, I'm sitting I'm back getting I'm the one that teaches teachers and priests I'm taking bro he ain't gonna do it second hand smoke man is getting me right now it's getting me going gunner I really got hell yeah high off life Slow down though. No, I got two questions for him. I've been wanting to get out. Come on, man. Five, bro. What is one? What does uh, winning mean to y'all? And what is the key to winning? Oh, man. You know, still winning is the ideology and the mindset. It's a lifestyle. You feel me? Still winning comes from uh, and it's built off not only uh, things that I grew up on, the equilibrium balance, but it's incorporation and synonymous with the big lifestyle, the big mindset. The big mindset is something that Gunna was passed down to him through his lineage, through his family, that we got exposed to when we went to Amsterdam and France, or Switzerland and France, excuse me, and we was laying on the so floor. Many places. It's so oh big, baby. Man, God. So what to say. Switzerland, yeah, Switzerland, Paris, Switzerland, Paris, Amsterdam. We went to travel for the movie. But we went to, um, I believe, I believe we was in Paris, but it, it could have been in Switzerland or Amsterdam. Hey, so where was we at, brother? Was we in the hotel? I was laying on the floor. 
Ace was there too. The reason why yeah, I remember we was in Paris yeah. now is because I was reading this book called The Things You Need to Know Before You Quit Your Job. And in that, Gunna was telling us about the word big and how the word little is a minimization of everything we do. So that's the San Francisco Bay Area, Northern California, California West Coast vernacular, yeah. even all around the whole world. Whole world. Or, or, yeah, uh, nationally too, they talk about uh, little. You minimize it. Let me ask y'all a question. Would y'all rather have a little million dollars or a big million dollars? Big million all day. So when we say a big million, you put a whole different type of connotation on what you got. A little million can be like, oh, this million dollars doesn't impact you the way it should. A little million mean like you might not have it for that long. A big million can turn into 10 million. A big million, somebody can have a million dollars, but you use it and to impact you and grow you in a certain way. You feel me? So in that mindset, it's like, it's like, bro, what if I named the song Lil Steppin? You know what I'm saying? Huh, I'm a little stepping. Check you know? me. Yeah. 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 Let me know you. <laughs> 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 hey, but now I got them. Oh, yeah. So, come on. All right, boom. So, we got Stunner Man 02 in the house, man. He talk about still winning some ideologies, movement, all the shit, right? Shout out to my mother, man. In the year, long live dip. I was finna go to a show, and like he said, in our vernacular, state to state, no matter where you go right now, you'll hear the word little. I told my mom, she said, Call me by my government name that my father named me, you feel me? It's a beautiful name I can't share with the world, man, you feel me? Because I don't do it like that, you feel me? I don't give it up unless you moan it, you feel me? Like, now let me drop it. So look, if not for them, for the ladies, come on. Wait, you know what it is, baby. My mom's correcting me, and she said, why would it be a little show? And when I told her that, I didn't think of it just like anybody else that I've been around since she told me that. We always, like, you, at first you correct people, but I was like, oh, just, it's a little show. She said, well, if you've been taught that you're a God and you're speaking things into existence, then everything you're doing is going to continue to be everything that you say. A little show, little session, little song, little mixtape, little this. Mm. Then he took it upon himself to say, you know what, instead of me just correcting you, Everything is big. You feel me? So throughout my life, since my mother told me that, I would people be like, "Oh, you uh, I heard you got a little show? Like I got a big show." People would go out my life. Oh, I heard the little song. No, it's a big song. So what Stunner Man O Two has done is what we supposed to do. We supposed to enhance right. everything that we come across. And winning to me, even though he got into the still winning ideology, is to me. Is being your best self, being true to yourself, and going for your goals, my Thanks. nigga. And I don't care who you are, brother. You don't have to be a million a millionaire to win. You don't have to be a billionaire to win. Oh, being winning you when you wake up. Maybe staying alive, staying healthy, mm-hmm. and being able to add to your family. Mm-hmm. Picking up your child from school, going to your mother house and putting a smile on her face, man. It was never. It's winning has nothing to do with your proximity to financial wealth. Fact. It has everything to do with how you feel inside. And it may sound cliche, man, but that's what winning is. Do Facts. you feel good inside and do you bring that to other people? Right you yeah. feel yeah. me yeah. on the yeah. real, yeah. man. We still winning. And then within that, within that, you know, when creators still winning and then really locking in with Gunner. Like when I was going to school, I went to school for neurological psychology, understanding how it works in the brain. But beyond that, I had an emphasis on positive psych and socialism you feel me so as i'm so the timeline goes like for me we do the movie then i'm the week i'm graduating the movie drops a couple days before i make a song called out that window so i'm studying all this positive psych and all of this all this stuff and then 
all of this stuff in life was happening to where it was too good. Mm-hmm. One day on the track, I yell, we still winning. Then after that, we go to a different country. He put me on the big mindset. And I'm like, whoa, all of this is really like, this stuff that we see in real life is all something that was in somebody's head, manifested through mm-hmm. the thought mm-hmm. and a, a speech, and then put into the world an idea turned into something concrete. So, you feel me? That's that winning. Iron, and this is a generational, uh, intergenerational situation too, because we come from different generations. So when y'all see us up here and y'all talk about teamwork, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. don't minimize your brother because he's younger than you and don't minimize your brother because he's older than you. Oftentimes people get into like this generational war and divide instead of coming together. And when you look at other groups Thanks. of people who are successful, they'll have six or seven generations of men giving each other counsel because it's a, a energy and a wisdom exchange. And then when you have a meeting of minds, you've seen Jordan on the court with Kobe Bryant. You've seen Kanye West on the track with jo- uh, Jay-Z. You've seen Tupac with uh, various people. We are here Richie to pass Rich. on. Thanks. Yeah, we are here to pass on information. Just like he may come across somebody who was a teenager. He shouldn't get around them and, and totally dismiss them because of their age. Because that, that person may be five years younger than him or whatever, right? But that person can still teach him. We can learn from babies. When Stephen Jobs created the first company that's a a trillion-dollar company, which is Apple, he said his products were made for people who don't even know how to talk to be able to interact with it. People don't understand why the user face is so easy is because he went over there, I believe in his book, it was a picture taken from Africa. They couldn't read the language and they don't speak the language, but he handed them an iPad and they were able to figure it out. This is why Apple products are so addicting because they're made for all of us. Simplify. You feel me? So if he had been stuck in his ways, he would have only dealt with the elders. You got something to learn from your elders and you got something to learn from the youth. And that's why it's interchangeable and we need each other. So remember that part too. Y'all come together with listen to your father out there. He may got some game. Your uncle may got some game. Nah, Stop that's a dismissing fact. people. Oh, yeah. you don't know what's going on. They one might of the do. biggest isms one that year. one year one older it, than me, I'm always exactly listening. one of the biggest isms that we go through is not necessarily always sexism, racism. It's ageism. Mm-hmm. Feel me? How with all this wisdom, who do you think? You gonna teach it to beyond that? Mm-hmm. Feel me? Kids, a kid knows how to work TikTok better than I do. And who am I not to take that knowledge? But also, I know probably a workout better than a young kid and be like, hey, look, eat like this, do like that. You can exchange. The most people who have who maximize their lives the most are those who you have uh, people of all age ranges. You got those people that's 10, 20 years older than you, 10, 20 years younger. You know yep. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful it thing. Mm-hmm. Now, that's it deep. Is. I ain't, that's real, too, in that perspective. Like, yeah. everybody, like you got a kid that can run your social media platform. Bro, you a 10-year-old probably could. You know what I'm saying? I was raised okay. by my grandmother and heavily influenced. When you, when you put young <clears throat> children around grandparents, the grandparents live happy happier and longer. they got a reason to live. And those mm-hmm. children always yeah. turn out smarter. Man. They got somebody <laughs> You really think about that. Man. In close proximity to grandparents, you still talk to your grandmother probably man, every all the day. time. Man, not yeah. every day, but you know, at least you once know a what week. I'm saying? But yeah. you did. At one proximity. point, I did. I grew up with my grandma. We grew up in the same house. That is a privilege and a yeah. miracle. When you go around the world, when you see all these flourishing communities, that the culture. elders are right there because Facts. they're telling you the I'm answers. All the history. They're telling you the answers. And then, and then with youth on your side, you got a lot of things that elder people are not able to do. It's it's harder for elder people to move. You youth keep the elder people active. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's harder for uh, an elder. There, mijo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, it's it's a beautiful thing when we coll- uh, uh, collaborate in all levels. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I need to know. Yeah, what's what, up? What's y'all take on the term 
fake it to make it? Uh, it depends on what connotation you mean it in. So in terms of like, mm. for example, if it's like a situation in which, okay, <clears throat> I'm trying to get to a certain weight. When you're trying to lift a certain weight, you do this mm-hmm. thing called a static hold. Mm-hmm. And what a static I'm hold, familiar. you know what I'm saying? Familiar. When you do a static hold, if I'm trying to get to a heavy weight in benching, you hold that weight on you in order to trick your mind that you're able to hold it. And then in tricking your mind, you're not tricking it no more. Mm-hmm. Your mind say, this is not as heavy as I mm-hmm. thought it was eventually you're going into down. that motion. Also, in terms of if, say, somebody's depressed. Mm-hmm. And in order to get out of that mindset of depression, you have to have self-positive talk. Mm-hmm. Where you what you might not have now doesn't mean you don't have it now. Mm-hmm. It just it's just a not yet. You might have not have it now. It's just a not yet. Mm-hmm. And you have to speak into it sometimes. Mm-hmm. In terms of doing shit like saying like <laughs> you a street dude or you somebody who's a killer and that's not you. Like come on, man, you manifesting something you don't want to be. I'm In so terms, happy I'm here right now. You know what I mean, keep talking. It, it, manifestation. I'm so happy I'm here right now. Come on, man. Hey, it's a tag team, man. I'm so happy if y'all feel this energy in this room right now, bro. Faking it till you make it to piggyback off of what he's saying. I just don't agree with it. Uh, manifestation and faking until you make it is different. Mm-hmm. To manifest something is to speak it into existence deliberately. You feel me? Um, to manifest something is to speak it into existence accidentally. Mm-hmm. But to fake it till you make it. Is yeah. a total manipulation to go out there and tell people you got something which you don't. Yeah, I don't you got agree the with fake that. jury. And I, don't get me wrong, there's people who have done it and it works, but for the overwhelming majority, in order to fake, you have to live a lie. And when you live in a lie, what all results right. are you gonna get at the end? Look at all these people who crash. I don't care what space you're in, man. When you faking it, eventually you reek you reach a space. That's so real that you can't fake it. Man. And when you get there, what happens? Mm-hmm. You got to ask them people. When you live in transparency and you live in your truth, you can you can come to your partner and say, hey, I got $1,000. Yep. What I you only need? got $55. Okay. Hey, I need to borrow 30 beds. But when you always is good, it's good, it's good, and it's really not, and that, that the segue back to mental health. Don't fake it till you make it. You don't got to mm-hmm. always put on a smile and let, tell somebody things is good. Sometimes you can say, hey, I ain't feeling my best. Mm. Hey, I need help. Mm. I can never be in a situation that I'm in right now if I didn't ask my family and friends Thanks. for help in times of need. <clears throat> same with him. Same with him. We are all humble people. Humility mm-hmm. is essential. When I pray, <clears throat> I'm being vulnerable and I'm asking God for uh, I'm asking God for the universe to bless me with the answers or the access to the answers that I need. That's being humble. But if I'm faking the time, make it. I don't need God. I don't need the most high. I don't need nobody. I don't need this. I don't need... And then next thing you know, everybody... You saying everybody against you. Ain't nobody against you, my nigga. You out here don't need nothing. So what I need to help you for? Damn. You feel me? You got it all. You know it all. Damn. That's what be going on with these dudes, man. Faking it. And y'all trying to impress these women. (laughs) Check this out. Another thing, man. I'm not pulling up on you, baby. And and bust down in the Lambo or the Rolls truck to knock you. Royce truck to knock you. I'm going to keep it real with you so you know who I am from the jump. Mm. Because if you're on some shallow shit, you're going to get some shallow dick. You understand what I'm Man. saying? And I'm just keeping it a buck for you. You're going to get hit. You're going to get passed off. So if I meet you on some fake shit, I'm a, what I say? Snake the snakes and fake the fakes. So I'm going to keep it real. real. I'm going to keep it real. Baby. All that stuff attract the wrong attention a lot of times, too. And yeah. I'm not, I would never encourage nobody to do it because that stuff do look nice. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's just like you get, it's nice to be able to come up 
And like I look at somebody like a LaRussell where he going crazy and he don't wear jewelry. You know what, what I'm saying? Bro, he be chilling in his Crocs and enjoying life. Like that's dope. Man, chilling. Sweats in his merch. Man, yeah. it's beautiful to see because and like I live in a lifestyle like that where you're not if you like jewelry and all the other stuff for yourself, that's one thing. But a lot of people aren't thinking like LaRussell. They're wearing this to impress somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's one. It's, it's a it's a phrase that I learned. It's called peacocking. Mm-hmm. The way a peacock attracts a woman is that he goes out and he shows the male peacock is the one with all the feathers. Facts. He goes out. Well, and, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. The females are white, by the way, y'all. I hope you know y'all, if y'all didn't know I didn't that. know that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The females are white. So we are here, they are here trying to knock white. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, shout out to all the white women as allies and part of the movement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. But I, what was I finna say? Uh, basically. The peacocking. Peacocking is like you do this to attract the women and you're going to attract some women, but you also attracting predators. You know what I'm saying? You attracting a lot of negativity with this feminine faking it, essentially, mm-hmm. if that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a situ- perspective and connotation. If you faking it to push up, put some positivity. OK, I can get that as long as that is who you are becoming. But like how Gunn is so illustrious, explain, illustriously explained, if you faking it Luxury. for all these uh, ulterior motives and all this yeah. other ass shit, bruh. No go, Jack. No go, Jack. And before we get to the next question, yeah, that's why what you see is what you get. Facts. That's that's what it is. I'm not one we day. Putting up yeah. on, we pulling up on scooters. Yeah. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. You still better fuck with us. Ain't doing you know none of that. And you see, mm-hmm. it, it take longer on the stairs, man, but it's healthier. You feel what I'm saying? Facts. A lot of y'all taking the escalators and the elevators, elevators. and then when y'all get there, man, y'all out of shape, man. And man. I'm not talking about physically, man. I'm talking about spiritually, morally, and everything else. Mentally, emotionally, psychologically, steps, and financially. That's why I don't go out on my way on social media to be so. I'm not faking nothing for the gram. We gonna mob. You gonna see. I'm faking good. shit for the hoes. No. <laughs> for the hoes. Hey, hey, gonna abide by that shit No cap. That nigga, he said in the DM like, nigga, let's mob. When he, I yeah. feel like when you say let's mob, nigga, that's the type of music we make. We make a, a Bay Area, San Francisco type of bread music called mob music. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We, it's smile. that energy, you know what I'm saying? It's that shit talking. Yeah. It's that having fun, you know what I mean? It's being who you is. I grew up watching people mob. Sometimes it truth. may be time to protest. Sometimes it may be time truth. to go to church. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you may have to go jog. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have to get down. Sometimes whatever the case may be, man, mm-hmm. let's just be true to it and not new to it. And, right. and, and we don't got to fake it till we make it. So everybody watching this podcast, man, don't do that. Be yourself. Yeah. And a lot of we y'all believe y'all, in you. Like, Leo truth. A lot of y'all getting Be your killed. best self. Y'all get on social media and y'all disrespecting people. A lot of y'all, they're getting killed because y'all faking it. Bro. Man, And bro. the bullets is real. So don't do that weird shit for the clout, for the attention, for all that, man, that buzz, because you'll be in a body bag and them same people you're trying to impress, they still going to be here living. Laughing so don't do you. none of that fake shit. That's deep. No, that's real. That's probably the realest. Yeah, no, it's real shit. I got like one more, shit. though. I got a hell of more, but yeah, I got to say on. this. <laughs> hey, and the journey is solidifying y'all, yeah, y'all name, because I really got to ask this for both of you guys, but oh, Stunning right. Man and Gunna goes global. Yeah. And the journey is solidifying you guys' name. What would you say has been the hardest time of your guys' development? Mm. My bad. That's an interesting That's question. Nobody deep. ever, nobody ever asked us that. Oh, because it could be the early times. When I uh, when I tapped in for y'all who don't know, I went from E Gunner to Gunner mm-hmm. to Gunner Goes Global. Mm-hmm. The lowest point in my musical career was when I hit my brother Body, then I hit Ace, and I let him know like I'm starting from scratch, mm-hmm. and to start from scratch, um, 
when you over 25, I don't give a fuck if you're 60. I don't care if you're 26. To start from scratch, when you over 25 in music, is a it, it, it's something very different. And those who become successful become extremely successful. So when I hit Ace, he was just like, what you mean? Like, we already been building the platform. And, you know, it was already hard making that transition from E-Gunner to Gunner with another artist in Atlanta on a come up. He wasn't even who he was now. Mm-hmm. Oh, he had wow. a great He had a great business team that came and did what needed to be done. But people... Yeah. As I was making that transition, it was just hella low because I'm like, all right, got to start from scratch, finna do it alone. I know I got the talent. And then next thing you know, uh, doors began to open, but it was a very, very low point. I had an extreme shadow band back then. Mm -hmm. We had came up with some dope ass content and I believe the advertising prices was like 10X. So for every dollar that a regular page was spending, yeah. they were charging me like 10 to like 15X. Oh, you feel God. me? On Instagram. Yeah, it, but and it I was, love this story. You feel me? It was, it was hella resilience right here in the fullest. And I remember you know talking to Ace. I remember either I, I think I, it wasn't screen recording. I, I remember seeing them screenshots or, yeah, I took screenshots and I had it in my phone and I was just showing them like everything I'm doing to be exposed. Mm. I am being suppressed. And um, it was never. beyond it was beyond low because I'm using my money. I got children. I'm in the streets. I'm from the streets. All and the crazy part is you could have quit, bro. When it, when you had in. to change your name, yeah. or it was anything, hard, bro. You could have quit, but you didn't stop. That's it's resilience. You mm-hmm. feel me? Nigga, we still winning. You could you could have really quit though, but that's what Jay Z said. That's what you got in common with Jay Z. You feel me? Is that it hurt the, though? Like not to not to of cut course, you off, yeah. but like it hurt. And it was the lowest point, but I didn't even express it to him. I didn't yeah. express it to nobody. I wasn't Man. depressed. I was discouraged. And I but just remember sitting going. in the house. Yeah, like, nigga, how I'm this raw? And you mean to tell me, like, I can't even use a public platform? Like, even they getting in the way of right. what's going on? Right, And a lot of love that I got for Stunner, and uh, like, uh, is when he reached out, he hit me via DM. I would have to scroll up to get the exact words, but he asked me that I want to be in a movie. I didn't know this young man, but... Um, is uh, Yerm Yermski used to post his videos, and I actually used to repost his videos. I used to see him uh, rapping oh, in the neighborhood on the steps. Like the first time I ever seen them was there, and I would uh, repost it. I used to be like it was raw. So when he reached out to me, I get random DMs all the time, and I ain't gonna lie. At first, I kind of just thought like, all right, you just talking like you know how many people really tap in with me like let's do this, let's do that. I was like whatever. Right. Um, give uh, the casting director my information. Long story short. The reason why it, it, it touched me so much because um, I expected nothing, but he utilized the space that he was in to mention me. Mm-hmm. And from him mentioning me, I was like, you know what? As long as I know him, I'm going to rock with him. I'm going to do whatever I can. But that was one of my lowest points, talking to him, talking to body, like, man, how are we going to figure this shit out? Mm-hmm. And I was appreciative of my faith. Of course, I would listen to my music to get re-energized, man. but I was still very, very upset about that financial, about the shadow ban and then that 10X being charged. <coughs> so at my lowest, lowest point, Excuse I remember me. being quiet a lot. I got real quiet. I was sitting in the car. I wrote some of my best music and stuff like that. But for sure... On this music journey, the beef wasn't hard. The uh, 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 making the music wasn't hard. Being locked up twice wasn't hard. Changing my last name that time, especially when people was like, "Gunna goes level." Like, come on, bro, that name hella long. You adding hella this to it, man. What's why you don't go with Gunna or E Gunna? Because a lot of people was mad that I went from E Gunna. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, all right, bro, I'm finna bet on the house. But 
the power All of in. manifestation Facts. gonna goes global. Next thing you know, we in a movie that goes global. global. Next thing you I'm know, a movement global. is created <clears throat> that is global. If if yeah. if if your story right here, you don't you don't leave me. Can't leave me. Can't leave me. Can't. Oh, you know, hey, listen, yeah, don't leave me. I'm lying on my left oh, side, yeah, yeah, so I, I gotta get your name. He lying. He can see. Uh, I, got, I can see through the leather. Nah, he got, he got third eye. I can see through the leather. It's yeah. an eye on the outside. Yeah, if that doesn't motivate somebody, because I'm not going to cap, like, I, you know, we all got a homie out here that's really still trying to make it out here, bro. Never stop. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to spend 10 in order for me to reach the same amount of people, I would 100. have had to spend 100 to $160. That, but and you did it. It's niggas, what I'm saying, at your point at that moment, yeah. hearing this, would have fucking quit. Sure. 110%, like, niggas quit. Like, quit. I'm not trying it. I did it. I may, maybe they did it once. Niggas ain't doing it. And that's why, I, hey, well, that's why I say, like, one of the things Jay-Z, the way he said he became Jay-Z is because he never stopped. He never quit. And that's what literally. What's the hardest for you? Man, for me, I'm gonna keep real. My story way lighter. Yeah. The hardest Bring thing for me to is when Joseph was deep. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing that really bothered me is when, or it don't even bother me. The hardest thing I got to go through with my name is people will lead an O2 off of it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the like my story is ain't hella like his story be dope. It's like oh shit, it take you on a whole emotional roller coaster. Mine be like ah, oh, my shit is cool. Like what's the O2 folks? So talk yeah, about it's oxygen, oxygen gas. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all I spit. Start That's before, all I spit. I think okay, the question okay. was like him saying making that transition yeah. because before you got here, it, it wasn't like the first song you recorded. It went all the way up. Like tell them about what I say it, it was, took for you to make that. Like, because let's just say hypothetically, you don't got to give them yeah. exact. Let's say you've been at it for four years. So that yeah. means it took off on your third year. Mm -hmm. For those two years, why do you think Something like that. That's a, that's a that's a smooth pivot. Yeah. For me, it was more like my name been Stunnerman on two since I was twelve or thirteen, and I got my name from Stunnerman from the pack. So I was already it was to pay homage that I put the O two on there. That was my favorite number, and of course, all I spit is oxygen gas. You feel me? So at that point, so it's for sure been a journey. Definitely had people like, man, why you don't go by your uh, regular name, do some Kendrick Lamar shit? Because that's how I was rapping originally. I was rapping like on a way that was more conscious, more uh, lyric. You know what I'm saying? Lyric based. You know, on that wave. So I was like, nah, I like my name I got now because that's the persona I built. That's who I am. And for me, it was originally my aim name. Originally, people, I was given that name to a degree. So it's like, you feel me? I always stuck with it. And it's like, it's dope because it's, it, you hear it enough and it's in your face enough to where it's familiar, but also to the point where it's unique. Like, why did you put an O2 on your name? Wait, what does this mean? Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Birdman, that's that's his name. You know what I'm saying? So now, and I'm and me, I'm big on respect. I'm big on paying homage. You know what I'm saying? And in a way, so it's like, I'm moving how I'm moving because I'm paying homage to anybody who got the name Stunner Man before me. Beyond that, for me, I'm still letting you know I spit this oxygen gas. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Hunger and humility and homage. Yeah. Pay attention to what he did. He didn't yeah. ignore the fact that Stunner Man... Uh, from, was the pack, it, or from the, the pack, from the from the pack existed. He mm. didn't ignore none of that. He adds the O2 pay homage, and you see elevating. So a huge part of his story, man, is that paying homage, mm -hmm. the humility, and the hunger. You talking about someone who went from rapping consciously mm. and making a transition to say, okay, how can I, I reach the people without compromising who I am? So Facts. he stuck to his gun. And when you stick to your gun, it's going to take you a little bit longer. But Man. when you get there, it's going to be brighter. Facts. You understand? This is just the infancy stage of the manifestation of the millions and the billions that would be amongst us. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah.
At 13 years old? I was like, whenever AIM came out, so I Come thought on, it was 13. I thought it was 13 or 14, yeah, but I, we, we got in a studio with this dude named Alex Oso. He's a guitarist who I went to middle school with. Yeah. I went to all boys middle school, cathedral school for boys. He told me when we was in the studio, he's like, bro, you still your name's still Sentimental too? That's, that's been your name since you was 11 years old. And I'd be like, damn, that's crazy. I'm thinking it's 13 or 14. I'm thinking I made this up. When I had, uh, we got AIM, when I, maybe 12 at the earliest, but for somebody to tell me and be like, damn, yeah. I don't even remember it going back that far. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, it just been who I am. It's a part of who I am now. I, I've been sentimental too, longer than I've not been. People you know don't, I mean, it's my, I gotta say, it's just the platform. I didn't realize you, you coming over here was gonna be so humble. Nah. So, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man. You said it a couple of times with the big energy how you said it, but it's yeah. like, I really thought it was gonna be big, bro. Like, you having psychology degree, you know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Even you being culturally like by far fucking woke, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Thank bro, like you. gunning, like both y'all, like and it's like surprising me to the point where I just want to be able to figure out like what's the reason for sure mm. on why you wanted to be able to go and do psychology. Yeah. And I'm gonna ask my next question because it has nothing to do with what I just said. <laughs> okay, for sure. So originally I was motivated. <laughs> um, funny, now that was he's dope. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, the energy, funny, man. man. It's dope how y'all compliment each other too because y'all very different, but also That's my dog right you know yeah, what I mean? Y'all yeah. share a similar quality or like, okay, our our questions and what we say is gonna be very penetrating and it's gonna be it might oh. be short. Yeah, Come on, nice, man. Bro. Why you relax, think? Yeah, I see where your mind's You from San Francisco? <laughs> why you think? Why y'all think about that? Nah, pause for sure. Nah, uh, yeah, but uh, uh, very dense in terms of the quality. You know what I'm saying? It's like it get to the point. But in terms of that, um, yeah, bro. Uh, what was the question? Again? I know we was good. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I'm happy. I, I know asked. you forgot. Hey, that was on. That was on your brain. Definitely got me right. That was on your brain. I think I can remember. Uh, I think you was talking about. Um, oh, my inspiration to my path. Yes. So initially, and the people might look at this as weird, what? but that's what he asked. Yeah, yeah. I and simplified I said, it. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So basically, one of the best things you do in life is simplify something. That's why in these math classes, I don't remember how to use a Pythagorean theorem, but the teacher. He's talking about your yeah. major in psychology. Yeah, he. Hey! Yeah. Yeah. I was looking yeah. at shit. Right. You know what? God yeah, that's damn, what, bro. That's what, hey. yeah, what inspired my path. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you okay. remixed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I simplified it. I, oh, yeah. I simplified yeah. it in the same way. Yeah. I, I, was, I, like, I was rocking hey, with bro. it, though. Yeah. I was rocking with it. I was like, fuck. Right, cool. <laughs> was, but yep. Yeah, so it was perfect. But that's the tag team right there. Do it. All right, so you know, you know how we get down. All right, so uh, basically, you know, I was very, you know, there wasn't a lot of black TV shows that you could see on TV that really was positive. And the ones that were, I was inspired by the Cosby show. You know what I'm saying? And what what was his uh, uh, professional name? He was an OBGYN. Mm -hmm. So I didn't necessarily want to be an OBGYN, but what I wanted, I wanted a family like the Cosbys. You know what I'm saying? Man, everybody was successful. All shades of black. It was beautiful, positive. They had enjoyable experiences on there. So when I went to college, I initially majored in biology. While I was in there, I went to a school where they weren't giving me my biology classes initially. And they said for my first year, they was like, uh, are you sure you want to do this? I was 
definitely sure. You know what I'm saying? It was harder than I expected. But also while I'm waiting to get these biology classes and these chemistry classes, I was taking psych classes too. And I was like, they were telling me, I went to different uh, counselors and everything. They was like, hey man, you know, um, you can still become a doctor if you take psychology. All you really need to do is take the MCAT. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So okay. then I started thinking like, you know, biology and chemistry and calculus, all this is cool. I'm going to do it. But it's like, I don't necessarily have a passion for it. What I had a passion for is going in this psych class and I'm asking, saying, uh, uh, the professor saying, you know, uh, your strongest sense, you have these many senses and your strongest sense is this. And then asking them a question and be able to debate it. Because I feel like one of your strongest senses is smell. And that was one of my debates because uh, our psychology teacher, he was like basically saying like, oh, um, he said your strongest sense was like sight or hearing. Right. right. And then I was like, well what's the sense that you remember the most? And he's like, well, there was this one time my wife, when I met my wife, she said she still remembers how I smell. Basically, coming back to psychology fascinated me so much and I had went through so many psychological things in my life and our community goes through so much psychological trauma that I feel like me being an agent in this, putting my foot in this mm-hmm. and gaining this can only not only help myself but help everybody around me as well. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, I'm too. Yeah. I hate it for those two. With now. the knowledge. You got What's, what's your biggest you. fear for the youth right now? Like, um, I don't really got no fear for the youth, to be honest. Like, to be honest, like if I was no to, fear. I could say something to for the podcast to you know dispel all or put put some stuff out there to make us more aware. But then I'll be lying because this youth, bro, they dope as fuck. Right. Like they have everything we have plus more. You growing up in a time where it's um, the least. I'm not gonna say not the hardest because you know they got their own things they got to deal with, but. If you're black, you're not a slave. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a crazy one up or crazy up. So, you feel me? Mm-hmm. We got a lot of more opportunities beyond that. We and got we're them. not downplaying systematic racism. Nah, hell no. Nah. Don't misinterpret what was just said or yeah, take yeah. it out of context. Exactly. Wow, you know what I'm saying? It definitely don't. Thank you for that. But beyond that, it's just we we have so much accessible to us. And the youth are so smart, feel me, going through their critical periods and being able to make different changes and do things like that. I think the only biggest fear might be if the planet is going to last long enough for here or something environmental like you know global warming or something but beyond that like they dope man you accepting mm-hmm. people when we grew up it, it's certain stuff that you couldn't accept now people could go live their lives and live in a life you can be yourself it's basically san francisco ideologies and culture are getting exposed to the world you know what i'm saying the only thing i would say is politically i hope that we transition from a a, a place where it's a whole bunch of white older men uh, being at the top and making all the decisions in America to it being uh, more diverse, but also more people who can see the changes being made. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that are getting voted on are for the benefit of a five to 10 year turno- turnover right. versus like, what about what's going to happen in 30 years? You know what I'm saying? Tangible mm-hmm. relief yeah. is what he's speaking about for yeah. humanity so that we could be here another uh, 2020 years. Right. Man, Take care of the shit around right you, now, man. man. It's like a lot of, st- yeah, man. What was you gonna ask? Oh, <laughs> I was on, ask I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm so yeah. excited. You know yours? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My thing is that you, you said you had daughters, right? Yeah. So growing up right now in the area, we didn't speak about too much. Like I asked another individual in our past podcast. Yeah. When it comes down to not even about the culture perspective, <laughs> but just dropping your kids off at school, dropping your kids off in somebody else's hands, thinking that that's your best bet at the end of the day when you, you know what I'm saying, when you drop them off. How do you feel about that? And I'm talking about school. I'm talking about YMCA's. I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying? Anybody that's outside of the family, 
moving forward, bro, like you just start to see even church nowadays is somewhat like a crazy place to be. Are you talking about their safety or are you talking about like sexual uh, uh, abuse and stuff like that? Or is it both like? It's definitely both leaning towards the safety. Being now, you, we emphasize daughters. Is it that? Like, yeah, leaning towards the safety because, well, no, I mean, I, okay. No, because you do have, have to think sons about too. you. Do, yeah, you have to. Good water. Okay, you do have sons too. Mm-hmm. Got the alkaline. Still like, yeah. Thank you. Everything, you know, everything in general. Boy. You know what I'm saying? For sure, I want to say like just the safety and yeah, safety in general. Because mm-hmm. on boys and girls in that aspect, it might be different. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying like, how do you feel moving forward in the ways that you we're speaking about where life is going in America? How do, how is how are you implementing their safety? How are you making them more knowledgeable as at their ages that they might be? You know what I'm saying? So that way they can be able to implement and understand as they be able to grow. They need him on CNN. (laughs) Unfortunately, at times I am hard on my oldest. You know what I'm saying? I'm hard on my oldest son because. That's my guy, though. He's a good dude. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. I want him to have a chance, a bigger chance and stuff like that and just take advantage. But with my daughters, I am protective. I'm not a person like. You're not going to see a whole bunch of pictures of my daughter in anybody's phone or them in a whole bunch of people's houses or stuff like that. It don't even matter if you are family. It's to prevent um, anything from happening to my daughters. I'd rather them grow up and say my dad was strict and kept me in the house than I was touched inappropriately why I such and such house. Because another thing, I'm not calling no cops by my daughter. Mm. You feel me? So I'm also saving lives potentially because I don't know who going through your house. I don't know who coming over. And we just not playing them accidental games. We're not playing them therapy and counseling games. You feel me? You you gotta leave. You feel me? You getting you getting evicted off the planet about my two daughters. You right. Feel me? Man, so, that's dope. Right. Not, I love that I'm mindset. Not, you feel me? I'm not playing no games about real them. justice. And I keep them how I keep them, but I educate them. Like my daughter, she like ten. I talk to her about her body. I talk to her about her self worth. I talk to her about sex. I talk to her about you know how boys is coming at her. Mm. And at the same time, like. Why you don't need to be sexually involved right now? I told her you need to practice discipline because you got your whole wow, life to deal gonna. with boys. But at this very age, no boy at 10, 11, and when you get 14 has anything to offer to you but sex. I was 13. I was 14. I was 15. I didn't have nothing to offer you but sex. Now, mm. you got the friendship, and you know people want to beat around the bush with their kids, but that's talk what I'm saying. Kid. Like you're talk, very talk blunt right now. Kid. Talk to these young girls so they can know their their body has a value and they can know that they're not boys. That's amazing. When bro. I used to be messing with, with girls my age, like they really just didn't know and they was curious. But the girls who didn't let me tap in, they used to be like, "Nah, my dad. Like, if my dad find out, he gonna kill me. Right. You feel me? And it was the ones that I was feeling because in the back of their mind is like, if my dad finds out, like, it's it's gonna be a problem. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So with your daughters, don't. Don't overexpose them, but talk to them. And believe it or not, a lot of them is going to remember that. Like, you know what? Let me wait till I get a little bit older till uh, my emotions are all the way in in, in, uh, in Give them that thought. You feel me? Yeah, because women, you guys are huge assets. You know what I'm saying? And we need y'all to be on point. And if y'all allowing these clowns early on to uh, pollute what you got going on, it's going a problem. And a lot of y'all start off. Fucked up in adulthood because when you was 14, 15, 16, 17, you was messing with hella clowns or just boys. And boys is boys. That's self-explanatory. So get your mind right, ladies, and don't fall victim to the flesh. Don't don't be imprisoned by your body. 
You understand what I'm saying? Because at that age, hindsight, like, but I remember high school. Mm-hmm. I was not talking about marriage. I was not talking about stability. I was just like, what's up? You look good. Keeping it real. Like, oh, I can't wait. Let's do it. And then that's what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest traps of just being young and uh, having a high libido or just enjoying uh, inter- interactions like that. It's because, like, I always tell all the young men I meet, like, hey, feel me, your biggest distraction if you are heterosexual young male is going to be women. And if you're not, it's going to be a person that you're dating. You spend a lot of time with these people. And a great person told me, you're always going to lose money chasing women, but you'll never lose money or chasing wi- or never lose women chasing money. You know what I'm saying? That was a great video on Instagram. It's a lot of you. I didn't hear that motherfucker. He's Student athletes and you scholars and you people with goals, male and female, man, discipline. Starve your discipline. I mean, starve your distractions. You have to be disciplined. You're going to get way further, way faster focused. Let them know. I'm going to come back for you. I'm going to holler another time. Understand it's more fish and see. I know due to proximity, you feel like this is the love of your life and what with this, but how many dudes would be professional entertainers or athletes or something like that if they didn't wait for that girl that they no longer with? All of you niggas did all the weird shit. Oh, you got to stay for her. I'm on my little brother right there right now. I'm on my little brother right there. Right man, now, man, come on. He's having fun, like bro. Tea, get right? back, on, get back in. Real talk. Hey, look, a reward. Hey. A reward without discipline is a distraction. Oh, and if she you really feeling you, man, wherever you mm. go, she gonna go. She gonna find a way yeah. to be in the mix. You understand me? Because that's how I'm living my Beyond life. Beyond that, if you read the book, The Alchemist, The Alchemist mm. literally, as he went to go look on his personal legend, it was one woman that said, "Go pursue it," and it was another woman that said, "You can't leave. I need you to be here with me." Mm-hmm. And he went to go pursue his personal legend, and he came back to that woman that let him go because she knew. Feeling, you know what I'm saying? She knew, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What we need was going to become. Like hey, her, remember, baby. a reward without discipline is a distraction. And you use know condoms out there. Y'all out of pocket. Y'all, y'all are not using... So that's another thing. We're going to talk about... Hold on, wait. You got six kids. <laughs> one woman for the culture. You okay, he's talking about shit. Six children by one woman. There you go. Oh, shout out. That's a flex. I got, I got, I got six kids by six women. You did the eyebrows in there too. I'm proud to say I haven't um had any. STDs and anything like that Man. because I have used protection Likewise. since I was a child. You go, I'm not a child. I take that back. A teenager. I didn't want to even feel me since child. a teenager. I know. It's not many. But also Got anything stuff, you want to share? Young boys out there, <laughs> use a condom. Y'all don't, don't think that Sending these young girls to the clinic or these nah, women to the clinic up. is a is a form of birth control, and don't dismiss mm. it because it's not your body. Young women, young girls, or uh, women in general, tell these dudes to put that rubber on. You feel me? Because people don't want to get herpes. We don't. You know what I mean? HIV, AIDS, um, unnecessarily. STD, even anytime. though you feel me. Shout out to the people who are living with that and, and dealing with that. But let's respect and protect each other in these spaces, mm-hmm. man. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with exploring each other's body, but just the protection aspect. So often people try to like demonize it or downplay it, and it's and it's huge. And a lot of you dudes out there, especially getting money, y'all having babies with these people y'all just met three hours ago and now you locked in for life. Damn. It ain't worth it, bro. Damn. Three, ooh, that's happened. That's happened, bro. Yeah. 30 minutes, bro. Damn. Yeah, no, that's the name. Yeah. Not yeah. even ask your name. What's up? I'm all over you. What's up? Let's go. Woo, man, especially if you're an artist baby. or an athlete, man. You traveling yeah, you the world. You all in her and man. Yeah. 
Especially if you're that's a socialite, different. artist, athlete, somebody who has uh, big funds, somebody who meets people, even if you're just attractive, you know what I'm saying? If you're attractive, <clears> man, <throat> you already know what it is, man. man. Uh, you get money, man. If you permit, it just, whatever. Use a condom, man. It don't Facts. be working. You see all Every these time. stories of, that's another thing. Oh, your daddy wasn't there. Like, that, that don't even be the case, man. Remember Back that Austin days. Powers go, Daddy man. wasn't there. Oh, a lot of times they make it seem <laughs> yeah, like this is another movie. thing. A lot of times they make it seem like these fathers be deadbeats, but it, what it be is people just be meeting on the fluke, and then the baby be born, and the dude don't mm-hmm. really be know how to deal with it because he really had a family already, and then she, you mm. feel me? She didn't have to go and terminate the baby, so she kept the baby, and she not wrong for that. Right. When y'all get together with no condom, just understand it take two, and if she decide to keep it brushing, that's not a, oh you just trying to keep him. No, that's her body, bro. Mm-hmm. And when you did that with no condom and you didn't pull out, whether you acknowledge it or not, you was ready for a baby. Hey, take two to make one. So whether put the safety you acknowledge on that gun. It or not, you was ready cap. for a baby. That's a motherfucking sign out segment. No, hold on. No, I got one more, bro. I ain't going to lie. I got kids. Because we got to touch shit. back on the Bay Area. I'm asking all the Bay Area. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let not, him, because you been mobbing. Yeah, yeah, no, just real quick. Hey, bring us home, man. Ain't real quick, man. We we we, we, we drove. <laughs> yeah, man. that's true. I do got a couple more. Ain't Who we, we drove out here? And I, I I mean, if y'all have the same answer, that's great too. I just need to hear your perspectives on it. Who has the biggest influence on the bay, or in the bay, not on the bay, in the bay? But they call a meeting tomorrow. In the round table. Who's calling? Name multiple meeting? people or like not like in your mind. Like who's the first person that came to your mind? Is there another person? It's E forty. See, I would say E. Uh, no, see influence. See, it's hard. I knew, I knew y'all had different answers. Yeah, with me, it's different realms of the culture, mm-hmm. and it's not even a hip hop question. It's just who has the biggest influence. Or what you mean, like hip hop or just in general? Yeah, what do you mean? In general, I got. Um, I, I, I knew it, first out because I'm. I, I, people would think E40 is not from the. This, big, this right? is yeah. the most influential land uh, on earth. So I can't answer that because it's too many spaces that we dominate. We dominated okay. sports, we dominated tech, we dominated culture, we dominated fashion, we dominated slang. And if I mention one without the other, it's like talking about the Warriors without, and you only mentioning uh, uh, Steph uh, Curry. You got to mention Green, mm-hmm. you got to mention uh, Clay, you got to mention Kerr, you got to mention other people. So me, I'm going to respectfully refuse to answer the question because <laughs> yeah, I can't me, bring no justice I like to that. Now, me, I'm going to answer because, like, I get what you're saying. Like, if you mean influence, like, say we had one person that embodies Bay Area all the way. I'm mm-hmm. going to say you're 40. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and within that is because not only has he as, uh, amassed something musically and hip-hop-wise, but also in terms of he labeled, he's labeled as the ambassador of the Bay, but also he's in the sports realm. That's a crazy thing to me. He's at every game. And if, yeah, it's literally, I'm saying, I'm pretty sure if the Raiders were still here and everybody didn't have a crazy ego on whether or not you could like a Bay Area team, he would be at Raiders and A's games crazy. Yeah. If he liked hockey, he'd be at Sharks games. I don't know. So, we got to ask him that. No, nah, nah, I, I, I know he wouldn't be at a Raiders game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, he's I, the I, only I, guy that can do that. Well, well, the Raiders so left. No, nah, he wouldn't rep the Raiders or the A's. Raiders now. A lot of people in San Francisco and Northern California are Niners fans because the Raiders been left. Yeah. For real, for real. Mm-hmm. Like they left to LA back in the day. Yeah. So Facts. So Northern California's team is the, the Niners. Niners. It's been the Niners. And then the America's team is the Cowboys. But like me, like me, I got three favorite football teams. I got Niners, Raiders, and the Saints. And people might be like, yo, why is that? These are the places I live. Yeah, the Raiders right. did something. 
for my mom, the whole organization, they took her on a spa and, and took her to a game all because I had good grades. So the Raiders will always, the organization will always have a special place in my heart. Of course, I'm a root for the Niners. What the you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, and I lived in New Orleans. When you really live at who that life, you like, damn, Niners my team, but feel me, if it's in, if I'm if I'm a root, I'm a root for the Saints. Like mm-hmm. the culture out there, it's just beautiful. But I'm gonna say influence, definitely 40. I definitely say Pilo is a dope influence. It's a it's too many people to name, but just off the top of my head. And if your name is not on here, don't take it personal. You know what I mean? It's just like if anybody was to say like somebody across all places, is he 40 for sure? Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? I respect that. We're going to have to chop this up a hell of a Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We got yeah, so shit. much shit to talk yeah, about. Yeah, man. That beginning intro. <laughs> y'all, y'all ain't go back to the intro. No, go back to the intro. Yeah, chop it up. We're going to chop it up. Y'all made it this far. Yeah. Make sure y'all follow, like, comment, subscribe. We're going to break it down in increments of five or ten minutes, man. Right. We got you. We finished it. Highlights all day, my boy. I said 30 pieces of content. That's genius. That's genius. That's true. You have to be discouraging just from the jump. You know like three mean? hours and yeah, two minutes? Yeah, yeah. Like, no way. Yeah, you know yeah we're at 203 know. right now. We're at two okay, hours okay, and two okay. minutes. We're good. We're good. I got, I got one, though. Being from the Bay, what is one label that you want to co-sign you guys coming up? Oh, like just a normal label? Normal. Yeah, you know I'm saying? Um, like, I've always wanted, you know what I'm saying? Uh, probably, I like Def Jam, just historically. Um, I love, I know he probably going to say, I don't want to take his answer, but he going to say definitely No Limit, you know what I'm saying? Mm. No Limit or Cash Money. Mm. Nah, you know what I'm growing up, it was like to be introduced really with JT, the bigger figure, saying, oh, yeah, yeah. or like Messi Marv. Like, I grew up uh, Cash Money and No Limit. Of course, we was raised on them, but coming up, it was a presents. And me being from the Mo, I've always been proud of our history because for those who don't know, Rapid Forte was on one of the highest selling uh, albums of all time, which is All Eyes That's On Me. That's dope as fuck. And when you come to Phil Mo, uh, JT, the bigger figure, uh, helped Master P. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you look at the game who comes from L.A., he was founded at a hip-hop summit by JT, the bigger figure. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's a lot of history that comes from our neighborhood and really being embraced. So coming up, it was Get Low Records. Unfortunately, by the time I came a teen, the, the record label had dissolved, but then it was Done Deal, and Done Deal had Big Rich. After Done Deal, I started a record label called HSC Music Group, and we uh, was, we would be the bridge to a lot of what's going on now. Started with an artist in 2010 who went crazy. He was under the label. So me coming up, of course, I looked at Death Row, Cash Money, but uh, uh, No Limit, but Get Low Records was founded, I think, in like 1992. And yeah, that's dope. Ever since I can remember, like being from the Mo, Get Low Records with us was just like bigger than life, bro. Yeah, off, yeah for me, off the top time of my head. Yeah. Like, he just yeah, said man. a dope part because off the top of my head, Dev Jam, of course, just because they was into the video games. Like, I was like, what? Dev Jam Vendetta? I don't even know if that was directly linked, but that was hella dope. But then beyond that, when I was coming up, I didn't even really think about like uh, labels and stuff because in the Bay, Independence is so heavy. Like, you know, I used to ask myself, like, who would I really get signed by when I took it serious? And it's like, sometimes you have an answer, but it's like, also, you'd be like, damn, I want to see what I could do by myself. And I think that just come off of what Gunner was just talking about. Like, literally, like, San Francisco, the Bay Area, for me, it's literally, uh, we breed independence. That's our mindset. Had, had Had we not had that foundation... Master P, that's where he got his game, literally, and turned first it in. First album say Richmond, California. Man, it. turned it into Master no P. limit. Yeah. yeah, first album say uh, uh, distributed. I mean, uh, produced and all that. Richmond, yeah. California. Richmond, California. Yep. You got to remember when you go to uh, Richmond, they're all from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So when you talk to them, that's why to this day they country listen to their rappers. They all their parents are from Louisiana. 
So when Master P was out of college, uh, when he got out of college, him and his uh, uh, then wife, they drove to Richmond, California, set up shop. But what he's leaving out is he already had folks out there. Right. You feel me? So that's what In it Richmond. is. Yeah, yeah, Richmond, California. Shout out the whole Richmond, what, Central, South, and North. Gee, what I really want the listeners and viewers to like, just take in right now is these two individuals that are in the studios right now are true students of the fucking game. Game, bro. yeah. <laughs> you I'm know what I mean? Emphasize yeah. that like, shit, bro. And then, like, Man. that's... You, you hear the wordplay with it because that's their their inf- influenced by everything that came around them. You know what I mean? And everything, they, and they were educated on it to be able to speak on it. Where people don't like to, people will speak on shit that they're not educated on, and you hear it within. Now, bro, we're in rooms with someone that, oh, bro, I'm just I'm speechless. Bro. I, I appreciate y'all for coming uh, through. Uh, it actually goes for both of you guys. For the bigger picture of you guys, what is that you? What do you want to see yourself actually uh, manifesting? Let's just say within Man, the just next exp- ten years. Just expansion. All my goals I got written out to be the best version of myself, to be one of the biggest artists from the Bay, but in the universe, and just maximizing my potential. You know, I know right now. Of course, other people can help me and enhance what I got going on. But right now, everything I do is all on me. It's how as far as I want to take it. So me just living out the best, living out. My purpose, but through my passions. Mm-hmm. Passions is acting, making music, merchandise. We got our own juice, fitness, and anything I find out, I love along the way. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's real simple. And it's like less about a crazy, like, I used to set like crazy goals and I got them for myself and see my, visualize where I want to be. But it's more about creating habits. Like, I just want to be on some stuff to where it's like, man, I could always create and drop my best music. Mm. I want to be able to always be like, okay, I could go uh, audition or I could go be in this film, do the lines, and because being in the movie is dope. But for me, it's the I have the joy of really like when you when you're acting and you're learning the lines and you're learning how to say this the right way and you're in the film and you on set and you saying it and it's funny. You're an actor too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So G yeah. know, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, we yeah. know, man. This yeah. is Big Sean and this is You gotta see his high nah, nah, I'm, 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 I can't I'm, I'm I'm looking forward just to see your work and laugh I, with you, laugh at you, all man, of that good stuff. Trying to keep it out. I'm trying to get my way back into into that, bro. It's just about doing it. Like if bro, if you don't know how to do it. It's literally about thinking it and saying it. Cause when I got into a movie, bro, I didn't know how. I didn't even know it was coming. It was literally just me throwing stuff on YouTube or me doing Instagram videos, and then having the hunger to do it and just being in the right place at the right time. So for me, it's just being able to live my life. Like today, like usually I'm working hella hard and going crazy. Today I was like, man, I feel exhausted. I slept the whole day, and I was like, I wouldn't be able to do that if I worked a nine to five. I wouldn't be able to do that if I did this. And I knew I was like, man, it's like I might sleep today, but I might stay up from now until Saturday night because I'm, I know I want to put some work in. Mm-hmm. And that's how my life be sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I, you get that freedom to live out an unorthodox lifestyle and live out of the box. Who says you only supposed to sleep like this? Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying they say that, but who really knows? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm done. That was on my my last ramble. And rant, I, I only got one more left, bro. I, I swear I'm me, done after this one. He got to be... Uh, for myself, happiness, healthiness, wealthiness, and to successfully execute the plans that I have designated to manifest. It's not super long. It's just it's it, it, it's it's simplistic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Straight 10 to the years point. From, Ten years from now, successful artist, successful writer, successful producer, Man, successful dope. entrepreneur, successful father. 
successful community uh, uh, influence, successful global influence. So just being successful in things that are bigger than myself, because I know financially there are going to be goals that are reached. But when you talk to people who have them, who are rich or wealthy, they almost always tell you the same thing, bro. It becomes about everything except money. Now it's about how can I help the people who are coming after me, like, oh, some serious, genuine mm -hmm. shit. Not yeah, to where dope. I'm depleted and exhausted, but what are ways that we can help make the world a better place, bro? Mm -hmm. What problems can be fixed? Because Talking to the right people, especially with you that. You feel me? You only go, every, like, come on, bro. You live to be 80 or 90 years old. You think when you're 75, you're going to be like, all right, I got to do this. Nah, you're going to still have goals, but those goals are going to be more towards humanity more than likely than anything. Facts. Right? So that's where What's I'm your about. legacy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, legacy. Shit, yeah, the legacy. Yeah, legacy. That's huge. Favorite era for y'all in the Bay? Shit, right now. As far as what? As far as okay, we're talking music. Let's yeah, the, the hip hop. What's your favorite era in hip hop? It, Definitely hyphy, or like right around after hyphy. But yeah, with me, two thousand seven. It's just like asking uh, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, Curry. Jordan it's, it's, and it's, it's LeBron. Totally different styles of basketball. Like yeah. in the nineties, you have to understand what's relevant and why the music was like that. All right. In the two thousands, in the two thousand and tens, when you look at people who get stuck in errors. It's usually because they don't evolve with it. I appreciate the fuck out of the '90s, but in the '90s, you had uh, inflation was way lower. You get what I'm saying? But the budgets were huge, but the artists was getting took all the like mm -hmm. TLC was mm -hmm. five, six, seven, eight times platinum and filing for bankruptcy. So we could talk about the quality <laughs> of the music. Not capping right now, me? yo. Quality we could talk about great. the quality capping. in the '90s, but for us. It was a horrible time in the 90s, the 80s, and the 70s for hip-hop because we weren't even getting pennies on the dollar. We were just um, automatically... That's because the mainstream corporations... I'm learning, bro. When you get to the 2000s, this is when cash money is already flourishing. Really winning. This is when mm -hmm. No Limit has already amassed their wealth. This is mm -hmm. after Death Row. This is after Bad Boy. And if you look at that decade, how many people came up out of that thing victorious? You had Dr. Dre, Right. He came from Death Row and started Aftermath. Then you had Diddy. Unfortunately, Suge got, you know, it came up on the shorter than stick. But then you got Master P and No Limit, Cash Money, uh, which is Birdman and Slim. So when you get to the 2000s, and I know you said hip-hop and then the Bay, the music was lit in the 2000s. But again, in the Bay Area, we wasn't able to monetize it. Mm -hmm. And hip-hop as a genre, we definitely wasn't able to monetize it. So right. like Birdman has said, the best time to be alive as far as music, I'm not going towards what I like. I'm going towards seeing the most millionaires now. Because Stunner, Man O2, Gunna Goes Global, and anybody you can think of can utilize the internet and go platinum in a month. Before, we couldn't do that. At first, they was like, oh, the internet killed music. No. Like Birdman said again, it's more people getting money off of music than ever before. Mm. So I loved every decade and every era of hip hop I since Gunna, I can remember. Mm -hmm. He's gonna give you that man. thorough, yeah, that thoroughness. My reason for me is the uh, I love him too. He's a good person. Love hey, for me is the I can't tell you. <laughs> no, I mean, we know what type of time you be on the podcast. But my favorite era is 2007, 2012 in the Bay, and then right now as well. You feel me? I was 2007, 2012. The Bay always had feel good and positive music, but I feel like you saw that at the forefront. Like hyphy music always made you feel good. People like the pack, diligence, roach gigs, all them people roach that was gigs. all them people that was coming up at this time. For me, R.I.P. Um, not uh, what's Young Kurt? 
man, uh, Young Bari, all these people yeah. that was like a part of my childhood, really West Coast, because that's when YG and the jerking movement started keeping it lit. You know, all of that. Uh, Trunk Boys, you feel me? And that's what I, I saw HBK coming alive and it transitioned bring to. me back right now. Yeah, no it was cap. like. NHT Boys. Man, NHT right Boys, now. man. I literally. B Gunna, El Solo, Blap Star, Blap Star, HBO. changed my life. That song changed my life. You know what I'm saying? But but basically that era you saw like that that I don't know, it was just a special time and special time in San Francisco in the Bay because it was like right after the hyphy movement and then it was in a special place where Everything was still lit, Shout but, out it, to MySpace. but it wasn't as destructive. No at that time, that's how yeah, everybody was talking about. Yeah. Like what he was talking real. about for y'all who don't know, it's a very, it's a very man. specific area he's man. talking about because we were able to receive these songs, and these songs were able to be turned into hits because man. of MySpace. Yeah, like, it was crazy. Yep. And at that time, time so I feel like that was the beginning stage of it. And then, like right now in the Bay, the Bay is just dope because right now it's a lot of. What, it's always been a lot of great artists from the Bay, mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily see them being able to touch or reach the mainstream. Like it's a lot of artists in the Bay that are getting a chance to be in the mainstream. Mm -hmm. and you don't see that that often, so I think that's hella dope. Changing it, gold Man. plaques, platinum plaques, diamond plaques coming soon throughout the whole Bay Area, and of course producers too to Northern California. I know we talk about the Bay a lot, but as far as proximity, Sacramento and Stockton, Hell yeah. right here we cousin Northern we California, we all West Coast. Yeah, no, we also, this is a dope uh, time for producers. I know you the West Coast, but often time when they mention the West Coast, man, that's yeah. strictly only L.A. So everybody out there in L.A. that watches, man. Well, the Bay got something think, to say. Exactly. The Bay got something yeah, to say. Let's fuck with the Bay, though. Yeah. Come on, man. Let me go a little bit deeper on the, uh, as we talking about it. In L.A., man, the pecking order usually is going L.A., the Bay, and really didn't sack. Um, Stockton got in the mix now. Stockton going crazy. But what I'm saying in L.A., when y'all talk about the West Coast, so often y'all only mention L.A. hip-hop icons. So when y'all don't mention Too Short or E-40, you know what I mean? Tupac come from the Bay, too. It's like it's kind of whatever. I'm speaking specifically on my what I got going on. If y'all going to say California, say Cali. If y'all going to say the West Coast, say West Coast. If y'all going to say L.A., L.A. But mm. if we talking about the whole thing, man, California, let's do what need to be done. Mm. And let's, let's show let's that respect. It. Because y'all already mm. know coming up how people looked at SAC and how people looked at Stockton. And I love to see where both cities is at as far as the music-wise. I love to see how L.A. was able to make a resurgence when it was ugly. I love to be from the Bay and see how we was able to make a resurgence and create something out of nothing. And Of course, it's going to be more gold and platinum plaques and diamond records and stuff when we come together. Or at least, you know what I'm saying? It's like right, Iron, Iron right, Sharpen Iron. Iron. Shout out to Tupac. He All eyes on me. Diamond record. What did he have on there? He had the Bay. He had L.A., and he had Sack up on that thing. Mm -hmm. So he put it all together. You know what I'm West saying? Coast. He, he, that's what he did. And to this day, man, it's one of the highest selling records. I think it's dope. Niggas you don't said, think about that. Nah, though, man. He's a genius. Niggas don't think I about think it's, that. I think it's a thousand years ahead. It's, it's yeah. dope you said that. Yeah. After and that, then, it's Mac Dre. What did Dre do? And then the right now, they got something like the, the Mount Westmore. Where in Mount Westmore, you got... Too Short, E-40, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube. Yeah, it's California, Southern You know what California. I'm saying? So yes. it's like right now, that's why I love this era because, and that's why, for me, I'm very strong on uh, loving the Bay, prioritizing the Bay, Northern California. But I realized one thing Tupac did was he was a West Coast person. You know what I'm saying? And you, I feel like when you only claim a certain section, Pop. I'm always say where I'm from. But at the end of the day, I'm representing the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Feel me? I relate to. I learned that when I lived in New Orleans, I relate to people on the West Coast. When I leave out of the 
uh, country, I'm going to relate to people in the United mm -hmm. States. You know what I'm saying? When we go to, to the moon mm -hmm. and we're chilling with these aliens, I'm going to relate to the world. Earth. That's what I represent. Facts. You know what I'm, I'm going. I don't Come know about y'all. I'm bro. fucking with Stunner Man. Come yeah. on, man. We brand. You don't think Elon Musk and been in space yet? Come on, man. What no. we doing? Man. I know you what know. What we doing, man? Yeah, I know. You a genius. He's a genius. We still going. We know we can keep going. Gotta, the camera's uh, damn near finna fry up. That's yeah. all right, dude. Yeah. So we can keep it going if you yeah, want to. Bring it home. I keep it going right now. Like he right taking another shot. <laughs> I said, I'm yeah, gonna take man, this with him. You know, shout Good. out to everybody watching this. Gunner, for the people, for the people that really that you really want to actually understand your journey, you actually you spilled out a lot in my opinion. Mm -hmm. they, if they don't know you by now, yeah. they need to go back and re fucking listen. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> what is something on your in, in your vision for your life? Because Jonah asked you your age, you didn't say it, that you want to be able to complete before everything is all said and done. Oh, I'm here to fulfill my prophecy. So I wasn't shying away from the age question, um, but I'm just here to fulfill my pro prophecy. Since I was younger, I know I've had a purpose. I still have a purpose. And when I'm here, uh, my flesh will fail me, but my tutelage will live on forever. My ideologies, my teachings, and all that type of stuff will inspire for centuries to come on. Uh, to, to come, but I'm definitely here to fulfill my prophecy, which is uh, to lead the world in a much better place in, than which I found it. Amazing. Uh, music, dope as fuck to me. It's a vessel, but it doesn't truly define my totality. So I'm in different spaces and touching different people, coming across different faces because I've been gifted with the ability to communicate and we know conversation rules the nation. Yeah. So I'm here to fulfill my prophecy, serve the most high, make the most high proud, uh, make my lineage uh, uh, proud and all those who've been mobbing yeah. with me, man, perpetually and definitely and doing what needs to be done. And uh, yeah, if there's a heaven for uh, those who are dope, you feel me? I'm going to see y'all when you know what I mean? But right now it's heaven on earth. So remember that. That's what I'm here to do. To the real ones that heaven actually on made, earth. To the real ones that made it this far into the episode, where can they find this merch that you have yeah. on your body right now? Okay, so you go to thebayhoodie.com. Oh, it's or, that simple. Yeah. Thebayhoodie.com. For everybody or, listening. Or you can go... To Instagram and type in at the Bay Hoodie, and we doing what we doing, so we gonna plug this hoodie. Hey Ace, my brother, the anointed one. We need you in the camera, man, because this we gotta got on, we gotta plug this steel winning hoodie because it's hoodie going crazy. Got on right now, the home I team. This intentionally because I knew the home Ace team was gonna watch. I mean, rock either mine or Gunner's oh, stuff. But this is so mine. we got. You know what I'm so saying? Right this is, right go ahead, Gunner. Go yeah. ahead, Gunner. So we got steel winning. Y'all can go to SteelWinning.com.SteelWinning.com.SteelWinning.com.SteelWinning.com.SteelWinning.com.SteelWinning.com.SteelWinning.com.SteelWinning.com.SteelWinning.com.SteelWinning.com.SteelWinning.com.S
really people don't understand. It just be organic with me and Stunner looking out for each other. And when you mm-hmm. when you have people that mention your name behind your back in rooms that matter, that's how things uh, uh, prosper and move faster. He don't got to remind me to mention him, and I don't got to remind him to mention me. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. Him shining, if he don't shine, it's going to be a stranger. And if a stranger shining, how did that help me? Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. Every time you see your family, friends, associates, and people around you, you should actually be inspired. Mm-hmm. Facts. You should be inspired to do better. To go you shouldn't be envious. You shouldn't be jealous and none of them type of feelings. So, yeah, the energy that we got, man, we keep it organic. Every we keep time. it pure. We're not perfect, man. We're not saints. That's not what we uh, portraying or nothing like that. So don't put uh, in a box and all they can do. No, nah, man. We just do what we do, how we do. Respect people. You know what I'm saying? Respect each other. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Respect each other. Protect each other. Direct each other. Move with that humility. Move with that hunger. And continue to mob, man. But we definitely blessed. Facts. If you got to think about it. Say we all riding in the car, right? Mm-hmm. But it's your car, right? Or your car. You feel me? And in your car, Gunner says, hey, bro, it's a nice day. Can you let the top down in your car? Like, you know what? Let me let the top down. And you let the top down. One of y'all let the top down. But we all sitting in the car. You let the top down in your car, whoever car it is. I don't even remember. You remember who car it is at this point? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The top came down, the sun is shining, we all got to shine. So at the end of the day, it don't matter who car it is. Damn. It don't matter who stuff it is. Who It don't matter who asks to let the top down. It's we all getting to shine now. Feel me? Let's just keep the vehicle going. My bad, I kicked you. Nah, you're, you're nah. and it, you know what I'm saying? But so I'm, I, I have moments in my life that I don't do that sometimes. Yeah, let the top down. Let the top down. Yeah, bro, because at the end of the day, we live in one of the best states ever beyond that. We live in one of the best lives ever. And if you if you got a uh, convertible, how you going to enjoy the sun if you don't let the top down? Oh, yeah. Let it and shine it, on everybody, baby. Man, might as well. On everybody. Just, what, what's me? the reason you even I, get I that car that. for? I you know what I'm And also, we all stars in our own right. So when you're a star by yourself, you know, of course, I got the North Star is the one that shines brightest in the, uh, uh, mm-hmm. in the sky. But at the end of the day, when stars come together, we create a constellation. So why a constellation shines harder than majority of any individual star. Mm-hmm. So as we got this constellation sitting in the sky and in the universe, we can shine and see something better. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can put yeah. it together. So And it's always a tree where players meet. Facts, man. Always a tree where Come players on, meet. This JG. is San Francisco based, y'all. Come on, man. Don't fucking realize, you know what I'm saying? This is really straight from, you know what I'm saying, the 415 yeah. over here representing man. some been a great, really cool con collective, been cultural, a great season, man. you know what I'm saying, intellectual Shout out Stockton. It's your boy JG. You already Come know it's Jay Jonah, Sunday man. Gonna goes globe. And we, we got we said it goes global. And we got Ace. Hey, I'm sorry, y'all. I ain't gonna cap this been a fucking blast. It's blowing smoke. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. 
Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.